Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is I, Seamus Coglin of Shimcast IRL. We have a very special show for you today with a very special guest. We're going to be talking about Rand Paul being kicked off of YouTube. We're going to be talking about the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines decreasing. We're also going to be talking about a judge who ruled against Giuliani, Mike Lindell, and Sidney Powell in their effort to dismiss the defamation lawsuit brought uh, about by Dominion. So with me, we have uh, Timothy Cast, my my good friend. <laughs> Thank, thanks for having me, Seamus. Of course, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. I warned him. I said, if I I've, get a I, suit, it's going to become my podcast, over. and YouTube's going to rename it. And this is this has been it's a, it's a dream come true. Uh, I am incredibly honored that you'd have me on Shimcast IRL. I'm a huge fan. By the Thank way. you. And uh, I just think that uh, this will be my big break. Yeah. You know, people start to recognize my hard work. And I then hope so. Maybe yeah. I could launch something like Shimcast. You know? If you wanted to start your own YouTube channel someday. I wouldn't even spend that much time discouraging you. Uh, you know, <laughs> just a little a bit of time. I would a little bit just to see what you're made of. If you don't fight back against it, then it probably isn't for you. But yeah, I think you got a bright future. Thank you, Seamus. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> We've got push, pu- pushing the buttons. We yes. have Lydia, I, who, yeah. by the way, mm-hmm. now that it is my podcast, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, d- being respectful to Lydia is gone. That's out the window. That's it's actually really good to know. Possible. I appreciate <laughs> knowing Lydia that upfront, Seamus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. As well as Ian. Uh, yes, been a, it's been a whirlwind for me from <laughs> from Tim to Shim. Yeah, I know. Sh- well, you're under the Shim cast regime now. Yeah. Things are changing. Well, it's hot. It's well, hot. it's hotter thing, than normal, actually. Yeah. Why am I wearing this sweat? That's changing. Yeah, you know what? Instead of instead of Ian, we're going to have Will on. We're going to oh. be bringing Will Chamberlain on. Oh, Will Chamberlain. Oh. Me? Yes, yeah. you. Am I on the show today? Yes, oh, you're yeah. on the show. <laughs> you're going to be doing. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. No, happy to have you. Thank you for coming onto my podcast. I guess there is a reason I put the headphones on. That's fine. all right. Fine. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. What are we Gl- talking about? Glad to have you here. DMT oh, and God. No, this is not. No, absolutely not, Ian. This is why you were fired. All right. This is Shimcast IRL. We're going to be talking about a judge ruling uh, against Rudy Giuliani, Mike Lindell, and Sidney Powell. This is, this is our first topic there. Don't Jeez. look at me. It's your show. <laughs> this is, you got this, David. <laughs> You're doing great. Come on. Yeah, you got so, this. So, uh, Will, in your legal opinion. Well, then we didn't even go, we didn't even get, we didn't even get to the promos. What are you oh, doing? Yeah. What are you talking about? What before promos? We there get were no started. promos. I'm, I'm Shimcast. I said there's no promos today. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the news, All my right. friend. This no is promo. mutiny. Uh, yeah, it's true. We're taking the show back. Yeah, uh, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and you'll get Shim, access, access to an ad-free experience and exclusive episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast available to members only. And we'll have one of those up for you tonight. Usually we talk about things that YouTube doesn't allow us to, and I love it when the media tries to smear us over that. They're like, he's he's moved his, his rule-breaking content off of YouTube. It's like, but YouTube told me to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were like, don't put that stuff. Okay. Do just like stop talking. Anyway, go to TimCast.com, be a member. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. The big story we have right now, because obviously many people have been following Mike Lindell's cyber symposium. We have a development in the Dominion Mike Lindell saga, which I find to be quite interesting. We have the story from Business Insider. A federal judge denied motions from Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and Mike Lindell to dismiss Dominion's lawsuits against them. It's from just about an hour ago. 
And as many of you may be knowing, Mike Lindell's cyber symposium is currently ongoing, where they are having, a, they have a bunch of speakers, a bunch of experts. Mike Lindell's offered $5 million to anyone who can prove that his data isn't the actual voter data. And they're going through screenshots. They've got hash data and stuff. I got to be honest. One of the cha- most challenging things for a regular person is trying to understand what it is they're presenting because it's a lot of it is you'll see IP addresses, you'll see networking details, you'll see hash codes, and you're going to be like, I don't know what those things mean. And that can be, well, in my opinion, it can probably lead people to make false assumptions. So look, they're, they're, they're still doing their symposium. I'll let Mike Lindell do a symposium. Like, I'm not going to, uh, I won't make judgments. I will wait and see, but I got to be honest. I am not confident at all. And I'll tell you why. A federal judge denied motions from Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and Mike Lindell to dismiss. Okay, well, hold on a minute. Back when Dominion announced they were suing Mike Lindell, he actually came out and said he was, quote, very happy to hear that Dominion had sued him. Quote, now I can get to the evidence faster. It's going to be amazing, he said. He added that he plans to continue releasing more movies, more documentaries about alleged election fraud. My issue there is if he was really happy that he was being sued because that would give him the ability to enter discovery against Dominion. Why would he try to dismiss that lawsuit? So look, I, I think uh, I, I favor the audits. I favor uh, bolstering confidence in our election systems. And the mainstream media says that everything Mike Lindell is doing is not doing that. But the problem is you already have people who don't have confidence in it. So I think in order to restore confidence, you need to give people the investigations. You need to say, look, when you're subpoenaed, here's the data and just go through the motions because this country is horribly, horribly divided. But I got to say in this story, uh, you know, as, as, you, as you as you probably guys, uh, you know, from the intros that that Seamus tried doing. Shit uh, that I did do until uh-huh. you stole it from me. Uh, <laughs> Will Chamberlain's still watching yes. <laughs> Will's a lawyer, and uh, uh, you brought up some statements from the judge. I don't know if you wanted to to read them. Yeah, let me let me pull up the tweets. And give it your I, I did on this. I did tweet them out. Um, so yeah, the judge. I mean, actually, I think it. So the judge issued these uh, statements, and uh, you want, do you have it? You yeah, no, I pulled it up. Um, so this is you know portions of the motion to dismiss the ruling on the motion to dismiss. It's like a thirty-five page ruling. Um, but this is making fun of one of the experts that uh, Powell and, and Lindell were relying on in their in their lawsuit to explain why, like, they were justified in bringing this, that they, they were being authentic, et cetera. Um, they said that this expert has, quote, been ordered to pay more than 25000 after finding that the expert violated consumer protection laws by misspending money she raised. And then the judge goes on to say, quote, that expert has also publicly claimed that George Soros, President George H.W. Bush's father, the Muslim Brotherhood and leftists helped form the deep state in Nazi Germany in the 1930s, which would have been a remarkable feat for Soros, who was born in 1930. Um, look, I, it may seem like, oh, that's like, whatever, a cute joke. Federal judges don't tell jokes in their opinions. And if they're telling jokes that you are the butt of, that's like terrible. You're, you, you, that's not good. Um, there's another instance where... Uh, let's see if I can find the, the next particular nasty quote. But isn't it isn't it bad for a judge to be joking in this way and and making you know what I mean? It's like, weird, but it's also kind of the nature of the arguments that he would inevitably be saying some things that are kind of ridiculous. So basically, a defamation claim you have to prove actual malice, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the things you have to prove under New York Times versus Sullivan that someone either knowingly lied or showed a reckless disregard for the truth. I think we're actually all pretty familiar with that now because defamation comes up a lot oh, yeah. in uh, in <clears throat> modern internet culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in order, one of the way that Dominion, one of the ways that Dominion is alleging actual malice on the part of Powell and Lindell is is they're saying no reasonable person could believe these things. So, assuming they are reasonable, 
they're re- they're clearly reckless in making these statements. Like their statements are so outlandish that you have to be reckless to make. I I, I do take issue with that though. I mean, sometimes crazy things turn out to be uh, true. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why my attitude on this is like, look, if somebody comes out and they're like, I'm going to spend millions of dollars on a cyber symposium and hire all these people and offer up $5 million, I'm like, all right. I mean, yeah. If he loses $5 million, well, then he put up $5 million and he lost it. You know, but like, here's the point from Dominion. I mean, obviously, it shouldn't be criminal, right? Like, where, you know, this is a free country. Um, but we still have defamation laws. In oh, this country, no, right, right, right. For defamation, I understand that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying in terms of like the, the, the general, uh, uh, environment when it comes to you know the media's approach or the judge saying no reasonable person could believe these things i think the judge should be like present your evidence now here's the problem mike lindell had an opportunity with this lawsuit to present evidence proving that his statements were in fact true therefore it was not defamation instead tried to get it dismissed well i mean he i think he did also one of his own arguments was also that what i said was true and he now will get that opportunity like he we're going to discovery like he'll be deposed uh, and there'll be immense amounts of discovery on both sides, right? Certainly Lindell will be able to go to Dominion and try and get information out of them that proves Lindell's claims. But Dominion will be able to go Lindell and, and demand his factual basis and every bit of his facts for saying otherwise. I've read a lot about the uh, allegations, the anomalies, the states. Admittedly, I think there's some some things that should be investigated, absolutely. There's a video of a woman, and she puts the ballots in multiple times. But the problem is that in and of itself isn't enough evidence to prove anything. But I do think it's like, okay, we'll do an audit. I, I, I think that's that's fair. If you've got half the country and half the country pitted against each other to the point where there's violence in the streets, it's like, let's just calm down and sort this thing through. And it sh- if, if you're confident that everything was, was perfect and the most secure, as I think the DHS said, then let's – Give the people the opportunity to Agreed. feel confident and secure in this. Agreed. And Amen. election integrity should be like Caesar's wife, right? Beyond reproach. Uh, I mean, in, in Israel, there's so many different measures. Like you are videotaped going into a voting booth. You're, mm. there's like, you're, you put your fingerprint on it. I mean, it, there's so many different things that mean that you physically have to show up. Absentee ballots are disfavored, et cetera. Say the line, Ian. Graphene DMT. Wait, where are we going? No. Free the I, code. I, free the code. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. Uh, now, this is a little bit different than what we're talking about, the Lindell situation, but the fact that they're tallying votes in private with proprietary software code, I believe, is the scandal. That's, that's, I, I agree. And, and that actually lends itself back to the defamation suit, which is really interesting because Dominion was damaged by this. Yeah. Substantially. Because I, I'm telling you right now, I don't care. Uh, um, in, in regards to moving forward with our elections, because okay, obviously I care if there was impropriety. Personally, I think a lot of people are incorrect in their assumptions about what happened. And I think I, I keep hearing these things like, oh, March 3rd, March 5th, March 11th, oh, April 4th. Like they, they keep saying people still believe that Trump is going to be reinstated. I'm like, guys, I, I we had Bannon on the show. Bannon said he believes a lot of the stuff. I pushed back. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that we, we saw the article from Time magazine. We saw voting in the park. We saw the Republicans in Pennsylvania change the uh, violate the Constitution, at least according to a lower court judge, for universal mail-in voting. You've got California now. People are pointing out is going to allow you to print ballots at home. I think people need to realize voter integrity is is the big issue. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly, I'm all for investigations on this, whatever. But when it comes to Dominion, what I'm seeing looking to the future, you know, I look forward to seeing whatever it is the experts in, in the symposium end up with. But you know, I digress. In the future, we can't use Dominion, and, and it's not even about the allegations. What Mike Lindell has done is brought to the forefront a very serious issue. Not even my, I, I think Mike Lindell absolutely with with his claims, and 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 you and feel free to say the dude's out of his mind. 
we now have to, to answer one question. Why is, why are we using proprietary unseen software code in our public elections? I, I just, I can't accept that. And if it wasn't for the, the, the this news cycle, Mike Lindell and, and, and the symposium, all this stuff, we wouldn't even be talking about the fact that we have a company with, with proprietary, so, uh, proprietary code that we can't actually see. Right. Well, if that's, if that's all that was causing Dominion's damages, actually, Lindell and Powell and whoever would be in much better shape because they would be able to say that it's actually truthful claims, right? That would have, that would have caused the damages. The problem here is that what's alleged in the, uh, you know, in the complaint, I mean, and I don't know exactly the extent of what Lindell said, but I, I don't think that they would, I don't think that Dominion's lawyers would go out there and falsify quotations from Lindell. I think they could go into the record and find them. It's the kind of thing you'd get caught on and really slap down for professional ethics. So, when, the Clinton, you know. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus when oh. mike lindell released some uh like like hash code data mm-hmm. and then the media came out and said you know oh, i think it was cnn they were like we had 30 experts or like 15 experts look at this who said it was nothing the reality is even before cnn did it I actually hit up one of my hacker buddies and asked them what they thought of it, and they were like, "I don't, we don't see anything here. Like, it's, 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 it's like it's data. It doesn't, it's not proving anything happened." And then Mike Lindell came out and said, "Oh, well, that's not, that's just to show we have the data." And so for me, it's kind of been really difficult to to track now for what are we going on? We're going on almost a year of all of the claims and accusations that keep changing, that keep evolving. I, I, I'll admit, I think there are things that were were anomalous that definitely give me pause that we should look into. But I've just been sitting here waiting, like, with every guest we've had on the show talking about this. I won't call every single person, but even people like Bannon. I'm just like, please show me something, anything. And it's always like, well, there was an anomaly here. And I'm like, I get that. But saying, like, a man walked through a dark alley at midnight doesn't prove he robbed the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's, like, a lot of – it feels very, like, kind of – there's a lot of obfuscating going on. Like, they're trying to, like – and then also extrapolate, you know, know, aggressive extrapolation – um, and I mean, I'm speaking as someone who, again, I recorded the video of the poll watcher being kicked out of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. of a polling station in Philadelphia that went viral on election day. Like, I mean, you're not, you're not talking to a person who thinks these elections are pristine or mm-hmm. that there's some, there aren't some serious problems. But this, the stuff that they've been saying, I mean, I remember, you know, when Sidney Powell originally alleged stuff like Venezuela and Russia cooperated to rig but, our re- election. Re- remember the, the German servers and the shootout with the CIA in Germany or whatever? It's, to- it's just like, come on. To- man. I, yeah. I don't even remember any of that. What, yeah, can you lay out some of the specific claims they've made that seem I mean, I, I, I don't want to, like, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I have to remember it. But there was a press conference where it was, and it was like a Trump campaign press conference with uh, Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, 
uh, and Sidney Powell, I think, and maybe one or two other people, but I know Sidney, those three spoke. And Sydney was the one who just out of nowhere started making allegations about the foreign actors colluding to like rig the election. And I remember thinking at the time, listening, I was like, well, that's an aggressive claim. I wonder what she's got to back that up. And huh. it turned out we haven't seen anything substantive to back that up. There's, um, there, there's weird business connections, weird international individuals and business people and all that stuff. But the challenge is, and I think this is important for any for the people who who genuinely believe all of these claims and and think Trump is going to be reinstated. You go to a regular person who doesn't fa- pay attention to the news and you tell them these things, and they're going to walk out the door in two seconds. Well, and also this reinstatement thing. I mean, the the reinstatement claim. Like, even if everything Powell and Trump and Lindell are saying is true, that doesn't lead to Trump being reinstated, right? Because there's a process. The only way you know to, to remove a president in term, you have to impeach him. The vice president takes power. Are you going to then impeach the vice president? I guess their plan is to have Trump run for house and then hopefully make him speaker of the house and then somehow <laughs> get him in the line of succession. But not on August for 15th. the future, you right. know, dominoes of impeachment to fall. But like yet yeah, that that's that's you know a year and a half from now he's you know do we need is there going to be a congressman who dies and then Trump is appointed as like a special election well, and he I, becomes speaker even though we don't have a majority ch- in the house. Ch- ch- check this out. Check this out. We got we got we got another story I want to jump to. Sure. Um, Nearly a third of Republicans still believe Trump will be reinstated this year. Oh In poll released two days before conspiracy theorists predicted it would happen. Yeah, I can, I can hear your reaction. Uh, they believe that I think in, in what by, in four days? Oh, was it yeah. the 15th? No, no, okay, I'll say, uh, I guess the, it's the 13th? Yeah. I don't know when they think Trump is gonna be brought back, but why? I, I'll put it this way, man. All of these claims, require tremendous leaps of faith about what's happening with the with the government. And even if you believed everything, all the impropriety and all the all the all the accusations and all the conspiracies, you would have to then believe that there is an element of the government that is going to remove the current administration to allow a path for Trump to come back in and be reinstated in somehow. And I'm just thinking like to get from point A to, to, to where where everyone is at with this reinstatement thing, it's like from going from A to Z. Like you got to go A B C D. You got to go each and every step, and that is such a tremendous leap. I just don't understand how people can believe that's going to happen. I mean, it's 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 scary, um, and I think the people who are promulgating that are really either completely out of their depth, right? And that's the most generous interpretation of it. The other one is really malicious, where it's just like they're they're grifting, right? They're they're lying. Um, to persuade people to continue to give them money. I'll tell you this. It is possible that Donald Trump be, is, is, is reinstated as president? Oh, it's, it's physically possible. Yes, absolutely. It's in the realm of this existence. It's not like I'm saying he's going to grow wings and fly to the moon or anything like that. But it's just like I would rather buy a lottery ticket. You know, like the, the likelihood is just astronomical. I, I, I'm a bit – I suppose the right word would be flabbergasted by people who would be willing to believe something so – I, I, what, what tremendous could and would occur because the amount of things that would have to happen for that for that process to play out is astronomical. Yeah. Astronomical. Yeah, you could prove that he cheated. You could prove that Biden knowingly cheated, right? And the thing is, like, it would be like the Democrats thinking that they could prove. You're saying hypothetically. Hypothetically, right? Yes. Because otherwise, it sounds like you're saying. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I am saying the hypothetical world. You know, the hypothetical world where even this that that Biden would be impeached over this stuff is a hypothetical where. Biden literally knew about everything. I mean, it's a preposterous <laughs> notion. Again, student, I do not believe that. It's hypothetical. Um, 
But even if you got there, like it would be equivalent to Democrats in 2016 saying, we, "If well, if we prove Trump won the election, like colluded with Russia to win the election, then Hillary will be president, right?" And you'd be I, like, "Exactly, no. dude." You know, you Pence know, what, you know, you know, you know, blew my mind because I, I, I was watching the symposium and they played this video because I'm I'm not somebody who's going to be like, "I won't watch that." No, I watched I, I watched a lot of it. I can't obviously can't watch all because I'm working. But what they claim that uh, NASA's involved with like elements in China and the deep state and stuff. And I'm like, okay, okay, slow down there. You cannot open your presentation by telling regular people who don't know what's going on that NASA is involved in some kind of a plot because you, 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 you lose people, man. You just, it's, it, I'm sorry, it's out there. It's, it's absolutely. They didn't, they, did they mean the NSA? I'm trying to figure out a way to interpret that generously. NASA. Interesting. Na- NASA, the, the, the poorly funded National, organization Aeronautical and Space that literally had to give up the space shuttle because they didn't Don't have enough cash. Don't you understand, Will, that behind the scenes, that's a front. Everybody knows that NASA's actually uh, the Illuminati. It, right. Well, they decided <laughs> to actually stop going to space and start like secretly plotting coups against the elected government. I should mention, I, I was curious about this number that you brought up that a third of Republicans believe yeah. that Trump will be reinstated this year. So I just went and took a look at the data that they pulled this from. So the question they asked was, how likely do you think it is that former President Donald Trump will be reinstated uh, as U.S. president this year, if at all? And out of 2,000 people surveyed, I think the percentage was 10% saying very likely, 9% saying somewhat likely, and then 13 saying not very likely, then not very likely at all, or don't know or no opinion. So it's, so um, it's, it's not that a third believe he will be. It's yeah. that, they, that a, a total of a third lean towards maybe. Yeah, or and that it's possible because yeah, because not very likely doesn't sound like that person is saying I think Trump is going to be reinstated within this year. But what's what's so there's ve- people think ten percent says very likely, mm-hmm. and then what's the next percentage? Let, let me pull this back up. Um, I, I just lost this. My apologies. Ten percent of Republicans or ten percent of the public? Oh yeah, actually, let, let me double check because so the, all right, the, so the, actually, the survey it looks as if the survey is only surveying Republicans. But okay. uh, let me take a moment to double and, check. And, that. and I'll clarify this too because this was a this is a garbage headline from Daily Mail. They go on to say. 29% of Republicans believe Trump could be reinstated. Now, I, actually, that's actually, I, that's correct. Yeah. Trump could be reinstated. In, in the abstract, Wait. following right. the sort of path I laid out where he becomes a speaker yeah, of the House. Yeah, reinstate isn't the right word. No, no, no. Could Trump be reinstated? No. Well, no, no, no. Look, yeah, that, he reinsta- I, I actually Re- agree. Yeah, it is, physically, it it is physically possible in this world for a Rube Goldberg like like political operation to occur in which Trump becomes speaker because Nancy Pelosi steps down and then there's a snap emergency election where they're like we're going to vote for Trump and some for some reason progressives protest and say we'll vote for Trump too it will never happen but the point I'm making is that it might be a point zero 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 one chance it could happen right so it's it's depending on how you you play the semantics of the yeah I was saying like. Saying that it would be, it wouldn't be a reinstatement in that case. It would be like he would be that the, the speaker of the house that then is elevated. Succ- yeah, he was he succeeded to the president. A succession. Would he be then f- succeeded again? Succeeded. I, but but I just want yeah. No, anyway. go ahead. I, I, I got I, it. I, I want everybody uh, listening to just imagine something right now. Okay, just imagine this. First, I want to say I do not believe. Uh, I genuinely mean this. I have looked at a lot of the anomalies and a lot of the data. I believe there should be an investigation. I believe there should be audits. I think we need that to build confidence back for the American people and to and to help kind of resolve this extreme divide. But I want you to imagine something. It's it's August 14th. The cyber symposium has ended. At the very end of the symposium, Mike Lindell stands up without saying a word and presses enter on a keyboard and documents appear on the screen. And all the journalists in attendance are like, I, I can't believe it. 
I work for the New York Times, and even I must admit it's true. And then they write fervently like, wow, Mike Lindell, oh, he's correct, and then all these things. And then all of a sudden, Biden is like seen in a plane, and he's flying to China, and Kamala Harris is like crossing the border to Canada. And they're like, what do we do? And then the Secret Service picks up Trump, and they drive in the White House. That's not going to happen. No. <laughs> No, it's not going to happen. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's my not. It's not ever going to happen. It sounds like it'd be Dominion, a cool movie. It'd be a really cool. Yeah, movie. it would be a great movie. Different. We have to change the names. Uh, it seems like no one would know who it was about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be secret. It seems I don't. Like, I don't like Joe Biden. Okay, gas prices are going up. Joe Biden comes out and says he issues a warning on gas prices. It's his fault. Gas prices are going up, and the media is covering for him, saying it's not his fault. I just want to make sure everybody understands. I don't like that guy. Okay. Yeah. Did we talk about today how he decided his administration requested that OPEC release yeah. more oil? Like we have oil in this country. We had a pipeline that was going to be built <laughs> that was under construction with lots of jobs well, already on the line. Yeah, let's, 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 we'll get into that in a second. Who, who shut that down? Probably the same guy who rigged the Dominion machines. It seems like Dominion's getting out ahead on this one because they know, I can't say for sure, but the fact that they did stuff in secret, it's a Canadian corporation that, uh, this corporation, right? It's Canadian. As far as what I've learned, it's Canadian. Um, and they don't want to get busted. They don't want to get attacked for it. So they're going on the offensive. That's what it sounds like. Is that, does that make any sense to you? Oh, I mean, I think it, I don't, I don't think that's it at all. I think it's as simple as their billion dollar business has been decim, is decimated by what a lot of people said about them. Because yeah. think about it from the perspective of if you're offering election machines, you need to have a completely unbesmirched reputation. Otherwise, no one can hire you. Even if that's a good point, you know, if other people are saying things about your machines that are false, if, if half the country believes them, then your business is dead, which means that what you know, all the things that were said about Dominion crushed their business in a way that caused them hundreds of likely hundreds I'll, of millions of dollars in damages. I'll tell you this. First and foremost, I said, we got to have open source. Either they free the code, like Ian often says, this is the one area where I agree because we need to be able to see what those machine machines do like mm -hmm. flat out. My friend told me a story. I think we, uh, my friend told me a story about some guy who got a speeding ticket from a radar gun. Yeah. And when he went to court, they said, you know, we've got the evidence that shows you were speeding. And then he requested the court uh, subpoena the source code for the radar gun. And he said to the judge, for all we know, it's a random number generator. And the judge agreed the the, the, the people who make the radar gun need to prove hmm. that their gun works this way and how and show the code to the defense so the defense can understand the evidence presented against them. I think that if we're going to have elections, we got to have the ability to look at the code. That being said, based on everything that's happened, the accusations made against Dominion, I think Dominion should be purged from every single uh, uh, voting system, every county, just because uh, for one reason. Half the people in this country are skeptical, are, are concerned, are scared, have lost confidence. Now, that is in line with defamation. That, that, that's bad for Dominion across the board. I, I, I'm looking at it this way. I want America to get better. I want people to come together. I want to get back to having policy arguments, not tribalist arguments. And that means there's got to be compromise. And if you've got the Trump supporter saying, we do not trust this company, then we say, we'll hire a different company. We'll right. make the source code open source or we'll make it open source. I totally agree, right? Elections, people need to have public faith in elections and, and no one company's fate or like business success comes up over that. At the same time, like if that company was lied about in a way that caused them this damage and made it so we nobody could use them for an election rigging machine, then they have a legit defamation claim but what are they against doing? the people who lied about it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look, Michael Lindell's not a poor guy. And I think they're suing for like a billion dollars. But they're they're whether they're squeezing blood out of a turnip, you know what I mean? Like they they might get something, but I mean they're also going after all the news companies too, right? They're suing Fox yeah, News, New, Newsmax, Max. OAN. I mean, there's Fox has. I mean, that's where I think they're thinking the big money is. But you know, they're they're going to go know, after everybody. You know what's crazy is first I'm, I'm going to say this too. Like I don't like Dominion voting systems. I don't like. I'm learning about proprietary code in our public elections. I am not a fan of that. That's bad. Mm-hmm. As a company, I don't know. Uh, I will say that they're both based in Canada and Colorado, so oh, cool. I, don't, I don't know if they're if you can call them just a Canadian uh, company or whatever. But I don't know, man. No, you have I to think, you have to free the software code because it could, you don't know that it's doing anything nefarious, but they could have like secret backdoor things that say if this vote tallies this, then flip to this. I mean, and you just don't know. That's the problem. It's it's right, right, right. It's not even about saying that we believe there's a grand conspiracy right. and this company's involved. It's about saying we want to make sure your code works properly yes. and that in matters of public election, we can see how we, we need transparency in government, yeah. is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize there's confidential, there's secret, there's top secret and stuff. We get it. There's yeah. classified information. But when it comes to our elections, we should be able to look at the code and be like, oh, yeah, I, see, I get it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we don't need classified information in, about how our elections work. Exactly. Like, that's actually completely antithetical to what elections are designed to do, which is make people... The entire point of having elections is to make the losing side agree that they lost. Right. Yeah. Right? That's like, very true. That's, like, that's a that's, good point. That's so that we have peaceful transitions of power. Mm-hmm. Well, right? And, and, and the problem I have right now with everything that's going on with like Arizona and Wisconsin and stuff is that, you know, they're issuing subpoenas in Arizona and they're actually getting pushback. It's like, mm-hmm. just... Hand it, hand it over. Like, look, I get it. They're, they, they, you know, they're arguing it's a waste of time or whatever. It's a violation of security. And I'm like, dude, you need to convince people that you're claiming lost, that they lost. You should, with a smile on your face, be like, here's the data, man. Have at it. Have a good day. Yeah. Or we just change, we change the way our elections are run to make it so it, we, it should be, it should be to a point where it's stupid to even consider that the elections are fraudulent. Like if you, if you were in Israel and you were like, oh, that election was, was rigged. Every Israeli would just laugh at you, be like, it's just not possible. Like, you can't, the way that the, the measures we have in place for election integrity, like, what you have to do to be able to vote, what you have to do to verify that vote, the custody of the ballots, like, it's so. But you mean that literally, like, Israel's system is. Israel's system is. Super secure. Super secure, right? Like, they don't use electronic. They don't. Yeah. Right? right, Like, (laughs) like, we, we don't need to use them. Like, that's it. Not using them will be bad for all these companies' businesses, but that, we don't need to use them. That's one of the things one of the one of the guys at the symposium said. We got to vote Amish. 
No electricity. I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that either because if you hand someone a stack of papers and then you trust them to go count it, yeah. they don't have to. They can count it any way they want. So you have, I would imagine a number of different people verifying that they counted it properly. But I agree, right, that there's an advantage to the computer technology where you can have all of the data stored perpetually for everyone to look at whenever they want. Mm-hmm. In public on a blockchain. Mm-hmm. Or just for you to verify with like a with like a QR code that only your account can scan and read to verify that your vote is being tallied as you said it. And then it's kind of up to you to verify your own vote. Mm-hmm. But at least there's a public available database where you can do that. Let's talk about Joe Biden. Sure. So Joe happy. Biden's husband, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not a good president. What? Oh, come on. Hold have on. I will one? not have that talk on Shimcast IRL. <laughs> Joe Biden's the greatest president we've ever had. I got a serious I, question I, I, for you, Seamus. Who yeah. was the last great president? Oh, man. You can't ask me something like that. Here's the thing. Oh, Jimmy um, Carter, man. I have, yeah. Oh, come on, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> Shimcast IRL? I mean, look. Go, I, like I, like Andrew Johnson is the next one we're going for. I, th- I think I've said this before. I definitely think Trump is the best president of my lifetime in terms of the last great president. That's a really tough question. I, I don't know. I don't. I, know. Eisenhower was pretty damn good. Yeah, I like Eisenhower. I like that guy. Oh yeah, he's I a, trusted he's, him. He's the one who came out was like the military industrial complex. Yeah, that's destroy right. The country. Trump said the same thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about uh, Mr. Joe Biden. Um, so earlier today, I, I did a segment, and it was probably one of the easiest segments I've ever done hmm. because I was just so grossly offended by the media. Joe Biden came out, the, I'm, I'm sorry, the Biden administration saying, alarm bells, the rising gas prices, energy prices are going to stifle the recovery. Uh-huh. And OPEC, they need to start producing more supply so that we have cheaper gas prices. And I said, hey, wait a minute, Joe, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. It is your fault gas prices are going up. Exactly. But what does the media say? GOP pounces uh-huh. on, on, on claims <laughs> that Joe Biden it, it caused the prices to go up. And then I see every fact check after fact check after fact check saying false, 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 false. Republicans are lying. Republicans are lying. And then I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. First and foremost, the framing of all of these fact checks was Joe Biden shutting down Keystone XL and banning fracking on public land did not cause prices to go up. Is that what Republicans said? I'm not a fan of, of most of these guys. But one of the things I think it was Grassley who said inflation by bad policy is causing all prices to go up of which one of the core basic necessities for an average person is gas. Hmm. And inflation means that gas will go up as well. Now you can argue, oh, now you're arguing semantics and just trying to save face. Oh, it goes deeper than that. I'm looking at all these fact checks. My favorite is when USA Today says gas is going up not because of Biden's policies, but because of a lack of supply. Demand is here, but supply is short. I wonder then, why there's hold a lack on. of supply. Then you get quartz saying there is no shortage of gasoline in this country. Because they're writing about different things. Mm. And I'm like, okay, now we're getting the semantics of what it means that there's a, sh- that, that, that there's yeah. a short supply or a shortage. Low supply doesn't mean shortage because low supply means it's available, but shortage means, no, okay, they're the same thing. So you can't have the news coming out screaming there is no shortage of gas while they're saying prices are going up because there's a shortage of gas at the same time. This is what the media does, and it's ridiculous. I'll tell you this. Joe Biden is the cause of the high gas prices for, I think, what, one, two, three, re- three reasons. First, Keystone Pipeline, shutting it down. That pipeline was not going to be transporting crude anytime soon. But the banning of uh, of fracking on federal land, on public lands, and Keystone caused speculators to publicly state that they felt 
This would result in a low supply in the future and high prices. So they were buying now, driving prices up, which reaches the gas pump for you, the consumer. Then you have inflation. Joe Biden printing this unemployment bonus and the eviction moratorium is causing prices across the board to go up, including your gas. And third, the labor shortage. Because people are getting paid and they don't have to work, they're choosing not to work, and there's a shortage of truck drivers. Gas isn't making the stations. Gas is going up. All of that is Joe Biden's fault. And I am sick of the media playing defense because they're too stupid. Either they're too stupid to look at the big picture or they're just covering for a garbage administration. Tell us how you really feel today. Yeah, right. This yeah. is why I was like, can you repeat that? Actually, I wasn't. It is so insanely obvious to anybody who just reads the news all, all, all day that Joe Biden is screwing up the economy in so many different ways. We, we had this jobs report come out and they were like 954,000 jobs. It's above what we predicted. This is great. Everyone's clapping. Except job openings went up as well to record levels, 10.1 million. At the same time, the projected consumer price index was going to be 5.3 for the year. It's 5.4. It's higher than they thought. What's that? It's infl- it's inflation. It's the cost of goods yes. going up from 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 this month to last year. It has gone up. If if now you've got Shake Shack announcing they're increasing the price of their burgers. Tyson says their meat's going to be more expensive. Pork is up, I think, thirty nine percent. Gas is up something like thirty or so percent. All of this is because Biden is doing a miserable and miserable and pathetic job across the board. Speculators are driving it up because he banned these things. Then he gives Russia the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. This dude is is hurting America. He is hurting the working class. And the most frustrating thing is when you try to talk to these young populist leftist types, they don't understand how the economy works. So they side with Democratic establishment chills. I mean, yeah, you, you, exactly right. <laughs> uh, there's also the extended unemployment, which has driven up, I mean, driven up the cost of labor substantially, which is, I guess, not in, inherently a bad thing. I think, you know, workers should get paid more generally, but I'd, I'd like to do it in a way that isn't, doesn't require us to pay people who can go work or would, should be able to go work and pay them like, you know, we're still paying extended unemployment benefits in a world where there's like a million job, tons yes, of job openings. Exactly. 10.1 million job openings Worth and not yeah. enough workers in the market to fill those jobs. Mm-hmm. And, Look, uh, I, I have a, I posted a video. This is actually the I think the biggest video I've ever posted to Instagram because my I don't really care about Instagram all that much. I just post fun stuff. It's fun. I po- we, we were shopping, and we were, we were we were going to the dairy section looking at the milk, and I saw this little thing, this little star on the on the fridge, and it said five hundred dollar hiring bonus. And I was like, that's a weird place to put the hiring on the milk section. And then I look, and there's another one, another one, another one, another one. Every ten feet was saying five hundred dollar hiring bonus. Yeah. Now we've seen those signs, and we've talked about them before. We have seen the fast food restaurant saying, well, we're hired, we'll give you, pay you a bonus, a thousand bucks, come, open interviews. It's getting worse. Yeah. The, the, the last week or like two weeks ago, I went grocery shopping. We did not see these bonuses. The, the, the grocery store had employees and it's gotten so bad in the past couple of weeks. Now, even my local grocery store is saying we're like, we're basically desperate. Two questions. Did you plant those? signs before you got the video no okay i didn't <laughs> think so Dude, that's that's but it's real. got like a hundred like 30 or so thousand views on instagram and it was just me shopping like look at this and it's got like 1300 comments people are recognizing this stuff in their areas and the craziest okay. thing to me you know you, you, you know what blows my mind democrats believe the economy is fairly good yeah yeah i mean it this is something you i mean well this because they live in the cities where it's like there, there was already a high minimum wage in a lot of elite cities. So the different, effectively, what the extended unemployment did is it creates its own very high minimum exactly. wage. Exactly, it resets the market equilibrium, right? Because it's like the opportunity cost yeah. of going to work or yes. not going to work, right? 
Um, and so in a place with a high minimum wage already, it's not actually going to change the labor market that much. Mm-hmm. In a place that's in the rural area yep. where people are getting paid close to actual minimum wage, things are dramatically different. Like I was yes. driving down to North Carolina. We stopped right outside of Richmond. We were like, oh, let's go to a Waffle House. We walked in. First thing you see is a little like display, kind of like, you know, those science projects. I saw that, yeah. Right? Like those science, you know, the third, fourth grade science project, little panels. Mm-hmm. They're being like, come work here. It's so wonderful. <gasps> Walk in. They're like, sorry, to go only because no staff. Yeah. Then we go across the street to the Fuddruckers. You can see on the sign there, it says, we're only open 12 to 8 because of staffing issues. Yep. Like yeah. every, if you're in rural America, any restaurant, it's like staffing issues galore. And it's getting worse. It's getting a lot worse. We, so we have a, we have a local diner. And we went there. Only one section was open, and it said they cl- they were closing early. Like I think they were closing at like six p.m. or something. I, I posted about this. I can't remember the exact time they were closing, but closing early. And I was like, "Whoa, this is a diner! Like diners, like aren't they supposed to be open twenty four seven? You come in for breakfast, lunch, and dinner." And then we went in, and they were short staffed, and they were like, "We're desperately trying to hire cooks." Somebody super chatted us the other day, saying that at their IHOP, they had to ship in a cook from a different store because. I would have would have had to have closed because had no staff. Yeah, look, I just want to interject here. And by the way, I think you hit the nail on the head perfectly when you said that it's insane to be giving people massive unemployment benefits when there are su- there's such a surplus of jobs that people aren't taking. It completely defeats the purpose. But also, given what you've just said, it becomes clear to anyone who didn't already recognize this that our fl- our framing is totally off here because the way it's stated is X new jobs were created this month. But these aren't new jobs, so to speak. I mean, they are, but they came in and shut down the entire economy and now some of the jobs that we used to have are being reinstated, mm-hmm. though you can't even quite say that they're being reinstated reinstated because a lot of the small businesses that were shut down are never going to reopen and now these services are being provided for by larger companies but when we get these job numbers i mean this is getting the economy back to quote unquote normal this isn't improving our condition overall judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly sad. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way, I mean, what it's going to do to restaurants in this country, oh, yeah. especially in areas that aren't wealthy, it's mm-hmm. going to change it to like Sweden. Like in Sweden and Scandinavia with socialism, people don't go to restaurants very often because they're absurdly mm-hmm. expensive. And I think that's ultimately where we're going. We're just going to get to a point where normal working class people can't go to restaurants to, or just to, only yeah, do it I'll, extremely I'll, rarely. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll push back a little bit. The Scandinavian countries aren't socialist. They're just their welfare states. Yeah, fair. Yeah, and I think the reason the prices are really high is because they're like cold, you know. Maybe, but no. I mean, well, I'd be there are other European other countries where you can go to restaurants. Yeah. It's and true. It's very common. I've, I've, I, yeah. so I, I've been to Sweden, Norway, and Denmark uh, a couple different times each, and the prices are insane for yeah. whatever reason. Now, here's what's fascinating because I'll agree with you on this point. When I was in Bergen, Norway. We were, I was walking down this like, you know, this, I can't remember where it was. It's like a boulevard, a, mar- a market street kind of boulevard. And there was a street vendor with a styrofoam plate and fried, f- fried fish fillets and French fries, fish and chips. And I was like, street food. You can always count on street food wherever you go. Yeah, you got to enjoy that, right? Walk up to the guy and I'm like, all right, let's do, uh, let's do some fish and chips. He scoops that up, puts it on the styrofoam plate and says, $50. Yes. Oh, where? My. Where? Bergen, Norway. Wow. 
Same in Iceland. 50 bucks. 50 US dollars? 50 US dollars. It's like so even a actually, hipster boutique would be ashamed. He, mm-hmm. he did not say, that'll be 50 bucks, sir. He was like, you know, whatever, crowns or whatever. Yeah. And then I looked it up and I was like, that's got to be a mistake. And I yeah, showed him right. and he was like, yeah. And so I was wow. talking to someone who was in Norway and they were like, oh, yeah, that's normal for us. Like going out to eat is like a, a special thing. And I was like, what? I was watching a, a interview. What was the interview? Putin was talking to a bunch of students like six years ago. And they were like, what should we do? Premiere. And he was like, learn to cook. And they all laughed. They're like, no, really. What should we learn to do? What should we do? He was like, learn to cook. Hmm. And, yeah, dude. And it was like shockwaves. Now I'm feeling the shockwaves of what he was hmm. saying. We talked about uh, we talked about this a lot with Michaela Peterson the other day. People do not eat properly. They eat trash. That's true. And it really does has a bad effect from the ground up. Garbage in, garbage out. Fast food, disgusting phrase. What food is not supposed to be well, so, fast? So, so, it's medicine. So here's 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 where I'm at with like this 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 you know collapse we're witnessing. The slow motion collapses. I, I uh, fast food tastes good. I don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But you know, it, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that we should have some authority come in and and just sledgehammer the industries and the people that the things that people like. This is Michael Bloomberg's ideology. Do you remember when Michael Bloomberg said tax the poor? Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. He literally said that. What? He said they're too stu- – Michael Bloomberg said that poor people are, are – are, and Michael Bloomberg said too stupid. And Michael Bloomberg said – I'm doing this on purpose. Michael Bloomberg. He didn't say that. What? I, I shouldn't have even interjected. <clears throat> I'm doing this on purpose. Mike, he didn't say that part. I, no, I'm saying his name several times. Michael Bloomberg said that poor people, according to Bloomberg, mm-hmm. are too stupid – and according to Bloomberg, the government needs to spend money, according to Bloomberg, for them because they wouldn't know what to buy properly and they would buy bad things and hurt themselves. That's an indicative mentality of this elite. I don't like saying elite because I don't think they're doing a very good job. So they're obviously low level, but they're up. They've got these positions of power and they really think people are like cattle. They think that they can't do things for themselves and they can't think for themselves. So they build these institutions to take care of them. Uh, maybe they're right. Maybe there's something to the wild human stupidity. And we have to corral them, and, and no, but I don't know. No, you're right. I mean, generally speaking, that is the progressive perspective. So when you hear these lefties come out and say things like, well, we need a single-payer system because people can't just choose their health care in the private market. Now, first of all, our health care system has many issues. I think that there's a lot of reform that has to take place in order to straighten it out. But the argument that the best possible for solution for people is for their money to be funneled through the state so the government can make that decision for them is exactly embodied in what Bloomberg said. So even though he said the quiet part loud, I don't think it's all that uncommon in attitude. I'm trying to find something from this video I watched recently, but I can't find the graph. He the used. funny thing is, they're like the biggest idiots themselves. Like they, yes. they, mm-hmm. they, they, they simultaneously believe that, like for example, it's conservative Trump voters who are the biggest anti-vax population. I don't, I haven't seen the That's evidence of that. Hmm. Um, that was Brianna Kalar. And then they also are thinking, what are we going to do for vaccine outreach? Oh, I know. We'll have some gender-bending weirdo <laughs> uh, do a White yeah. House hit. Oh, like, yeah. And by you, the way, that guy was ripping off the character from 30 Rock. The right, dude yeah, just blatantly ripping that character off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, but that doesn't make sense. Well, but either way, I mean, Will's point stands, right? They're They're... They seem to be marketing towards a left-wing demographic, even yeah. though their claim is that it's generally Trump supporters who need to be reached. The CIA right. was doing that, too, with their recruitment campaigns. Like, 
I don't know. I think they're going to be like, oh, well, we tried reaching out to Trump supporters. They didn't buy the gender-bending <laughs> they guy. Didn't like I the, guess we'll uh, just force them to get vaccines. The 20-year-old TikToker who was gender-bending. It's crazy. I guess there's nothing we can do. That's funny. So, Ian, I think you're a little bit right about people not exactly knowing what's right for them. And it's because people aren't fully responsible. And I think this is part of what's given the government so much power over us. And this is why we're facing rising authoritarianism and as I, we become less well, I think we're also giving humans too much credit. Like, people think they're, like, above the animal kingdom in a lot of ways. And it's disturbing because we're just animals that repeat what we're told and we believe what we're told speak for yourself except shame yeah i think <laughs> yeah, I, disagree. I, I i disagree i think sentience goes a long way i mean we can yeah, give credit to dolphins and elephants i guess of course and cats and dogs i mean they're all sentient you have you have uh, the uh, humans have great power very intelligent i'm not denying that but still animals and and we need to eat and destroy to consume to live and we're, we we make smelly poops and we're disgusting yeah, I think, and violent I think we've probably argued about this before we, i believe we have free will and so that places ab- above animals i wouldn't consider humans animals we're think, creatures we're created things but i wouldn't put us in the animal kingdom the, the free animals. will conversation is fascinating yeah. like our I used to think that we have total free will, but mm-hmm. now I think we're just kind of captive to our surroundings. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't not eat. I would love to not eat. Well, well I don't yeah, think you have on. freedom to defy the laws of nature or physics. Mm-hmm. What's I mean, stopping you from getting up right now and just leaving? Not much. Well, that would just mean. do it. That's yeah. free will. I mean, kind no, 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 of. No, I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> my, you've my, never my, done that. My before. concession of reality, like, I would never do that because I have a greater goal and a plan that I feel like I'm compelled exactly. towards. You have free will. You could say that whole plan, I can throw it out the window and just get up and walk out. But you, you don't. So it's not because you're being forced to stay here. You have the free will to choose. But look, I, I want I want I do want to loop back to uh, uh, what's going on with the economy too, and not get too yeah. far off the rails because I did have an article I pulled up while we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. My friends, I give you the great resignation: why millions of people are quitting, and how employers can earn them back. This is from Inc.com. Four million people quit their jobs in April alone. Money had little to do with it, and even less to do with the earning earning the right to. Fa- uh, with earning the right to find the right people for your business. I want to show you this uh, this video. This is from Trace Dominguez. I, I, I know Trace. I think he's a cool dude. He made a video said, I quit. You should too. The great resignation is coming. I'm not highlighting his video to, to rag on him in any way. I think his video is actually very fascinating. He shows the Microsoft Work Trend Index. 41% of the global workforce are considering a job change in the next year with 46% planning to make a major career transition. The reason I show the video is because among this, you know, uh, I guess, I, I don't know, I don't know, he's a YouTuber, you know, I met him at we were to Discovery, but among him and his friends and his circle and the, his worldview, he's advocating for people to quit their jobs. Mm. Now that Inc.com said it's not about money. And I'll tell you this, it's not about money. The reason it's not about money is because unemployment and the eviction moratorium have given people the opportunity to consider things outside of money. Because of that, it is because of the unemployment, but people aren't looking for work because of money, because they have it. So when Wendy says, we'll give you $1,000, like it's not about the money. Why? Because they have money and they don't have to pay rent. Not everybody, but a lot. That's why we, for instance, at Timcast, we're, we're slammed with resumes nonstop all day, every day. And people saying they would work for really low wages and stuff like that. We don't do that. But we get people saying, like, I want to work here. Meanwhile, Wendy's, you know, supermarkets, whatever, they don't get that. And that is only possible because pe- the government is, is is paying people. Now, this is the Great Reset. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. I'm all for if this works out well to the betterment of mankind. I'm not a fan of the authoritarianism of destroying someone's job, someone's goals, someone's livelihood because you think you found a better way. That's scary to me. Yeah, I mean, like I. S- 
I simultaneously think that it's it is in many ways and it has been the rational thing to do to quit a minimum wage job um, in the world where you're or if you can manage to finagle it so you're getting unemployment because unemployment early on was like a thousand a week and even now I mean when you add up state and the federal booster it's like seven hundred eight hundred yeah and that's that's free free money it's like it, sixteen bucks an hour right so like even so say you had a kid and they were working a minimum wage job or whatever they had like a high school diploma you'd be like go take quit. And go do like training. Go do go do something that you can change your job and make more money, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the rational thing to do in a world where, you know, the the reason it's the rational thing in the world to do when you're not happy with your current salary or your current job, and somebody's going to pay you a lot of money to not be in that job. Can you explain this to me, Will? With unemployment, you pay taxes on unemployment when you receive them. It's considered an insurance claim. They call it unemployment insurance. Mm-hmm. Are there any other insurance payouts that you have to pay taxes on? Um, I mean, you're paying your social security, which is nominally an insurance type thing and also Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, but like if you were to get an injury and then they pay you like a, an insurance yeah, there's claim, disability. Do you too. have to pay tax on that insurance payout? Uh, I, th- I'm not sure exactly what the rules are. Uh, I know, I'm I mean, sure cause like I'm an employer. I think I pay that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I mean, if, I, th- no, I found no, it I, very unethical to be, to receive an unemployment check that's, uh, that I've already paid into mm-hmm. then to have to pay taxes on that check. I don't know. I don't know the rules. Yeah. Um, so but, those people, it's not necessarily free money. They still have to pay taxes on it. I guess was the sure, one thing sure, think about sure. all that. Sure, sure, sure. But they're getting but free still money. free money. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It. I hope people so realize look, that, or we can see an influx of tax delinquents. Americans got a wait problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, CDC says that of the hospitalizations we've seen so far, thirty point two percent were due to uh, were, uh, were people who were obese. I don't want to say due to, but were obese. We know that America uh, and many countries just people eat too much. So, so what's happening now? We're seeing people don't want to work fast food anymore. Mm-hmm. Well. It's only possible because of this unemployment stuff. If I were to envision a future where there was substantially less fast food, people are more likely to garden, grow their own food, be responsible for their food, and eat healthier. That's a good thing. If there are more, if people were able to and more likely to work on things they were passionate about, I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a waste of energy for people to be working fast food in places like that. The problem is I don't believe the ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. So we can we we can look at this vision of this beautiful future where everyone's eating healthy, they're exercising, everyone's politically active to a certain degree and calm and shaking hands and high-fiving. Wouldn't that be a great future? Wouldn't these utopians be great? These these utopias be great. The problem is, in order to get there, you get some despotic wingnut who says, "We are going to destroy as many lives as possible to get it." Yeah, I mean, there's just I don't think there's the right to just destroy so many people's businesses or to, you know, dramatically change them. Yeah, of course not. Um and well, especially small businesses like that's 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 who this hurts. It's like the eviction moratorium, mm-hmm. right? The, the end result, of the eviction moratorium is not no more landlords. It's no more small landlords, right? right. Because right. you'll be in a world where, exactly. oh, it turns out we need to have clout to yep. be landlords because otherwise the government might just stop us from being able to evict terrible tenants. So then you have you just have massive, large land, landlording companies like you do in major cities, Bazudo, Avalon, all those sorts of companies. BlackRock. Yeah. The government's actually subsidizing them right now. Yeah. This, is, this, this is what scares me the most, though, is that. That, that, the reason why I pulled up this video and that article is that uh, I think Seamus mentioned the jobs we're seeing, the openings, are, are from people quitting. Mm-hmm. Partially true. A lot of people are quitting. Some of these jobs are new with companies popping up saying we need to hire people. But when you combine the fact that people want to quit, people are quitting, and then people are advocating for others to quit, if you think the economy is good right now, yeah. you must be watching CNN. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I, I think CNN's saying it's good. I would say it's also extremely dangerous. I mean, look, we had an economy which had many flaws, 
and some would even argue in some ways was a house of cards just based on its its foundations with the, the Federal Reserve banking system, but that's a whole other topic to get into. I think the point is, generally speaking, the people who owned businesses, a large number of them were people who took initiative early on. They decided that they were going to forego immediate reward and work for years and years on something that they would not see a financial return on for quite a bit, which is how it goes for a small business owner. And many of those people had their businesses shut down. And now we have an economy that's sort of been rerouted where anyone can quit their job and without going through the pain and suffering that used to be required to build a business, be able to do so. But I don't know that that's going to weed people out the way the system used to so that only the most dedicated people who really believe in their vision are engaging in that. I think a lot of people who really aren't made to run their own business are just going to end up wasting a lot of time and tax money. Well, they're going to, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen uh, to those people. What, are they going to sit around and just eat food? You know, just buy things and extract from the system. And then those who work, who, who want to work are, are just basically fueling and funding mm-hmm. the people who don't work. That's not sustainable. No. So this is, I've, I've talked about this for, 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 for decades now, basically, since I was a kid. The philosophical consequences of technological advancement. Mm-hmm. When you get to the point where you, you start removing, eliminating jobs due to automation, robotics, et cetera, those people are going to lose their jobs and it's not their fault. You could you could spend 20 years as a master of this, you know, I don't know, a lathe or whatever, lathe master, whatever those jobs are called, cutting rocks. Mm -hmm. And then one day they're like, we got a robot that can do it faster and better than you. So you're fired. Where are you going to go work? You're going to you you, you had a great salary. Maybe you're making six figures running this plant. Now they're firing you. Where are you going to go? Learn to code? No, it's not going to happen. So now we have people who through no fault of their own, who played by the rules, did everything right. Now in serious trouble. Mm -hmm. Suppose you could argue they should have saved better. Well, not everybody can. And so we have to ask ourselves, like, how do we transition to to making sure people don't lose access to the economy and resources when we make them obsolete through through technological development? The problem is there is no point at which we flip the switch on. It's not like everybody's got to work right now and te- technology advanced. So flip, no, no one works. No, people will still have to make food. People will still have to grow food. Yeah. Farmers will still have to farm. Uh, people picking crops will still have to pick those crops. But the people in New York City? The people who write garbage articles about celebrities, mm-hmm. oh, they can stop working. Yep. And that's what that, that's an interesting point you brought up, Will, about uh, how this is, how the labor shortage affects the rural areas. Mm-hmm. What are people in cities? What are many of them doing? Like I, I look at New York's media landscape, and I'm like, these people produce nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, I, I get it. It's it's attention economy. It's it's wasting people's time. They're reading articles about listicles of pictures of cats. No joke. I mean, they're like, I found 12 pictures of cats, and we're going to say, these cats all look like famous historical figures. And they get paid to do that. They have produced nothing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the people in the rural areas, the people who are farming, the people who are mining, the people in construction, the plumbers, the firefighters, the cops, the contractors, they do hard work constructing and building and making things for society. That's not getting automated any, anytime soon. But those jobs, we, we have AI writing garbage articles. Hmm. Those people get free money, and they're chilling in their cities, and it's not a big deal for them. Everyone else, they, gets left, they get left holding the stick. Eventually, people are going to say, hey, wait a minute. I'm growing all this food, and you're just taking it from me? That's not going to last very long. Yeah. Well, in something you said sort of touches on something I mentioned earlier but didn't really get into. I mentioned our economy kind of being built on a house of cards, and you were talking about savings, the fact that a lot of people's businesses got shut down, and maybe they could have saved more. Well, unfortunately, our economy has been structured in a way which disincentivizes saving, and that goes into this mentality of not wanting people to build the necessary virtue of deferring gratification. Or, I mean, I should really say in many ways that's the basis of all virtue, but... 
we have a, a system where it's not exactly a shock that people are going to be inclined towards becoming takers rather than makers as soon as the opportunity presents itself because we haven't exactly set things up in a way that incentivizes responsibility. Even if you had saved enough to keep your business afloat, for example, 5% of all of your savings would be gone today from last year without yeah, you spending but, a penny. But Max Kaiser, he said he thinks it was like, what, 10 to 14%. He thinks the government's lying about mm. the number. Yeah. Because yeah. That, would, that would cause Social Security to skyrocket. To go to skyrocket, exactly. So they're in panic mode. And how would they pay for Social Security? Probably print more money. <gasps> and then the inflation gets worse. And I'll then they you. acknowledge the inflation's worse and Social Security goes up. This is what I was saying the other day. If you give someone $300 for free and they're like, hey, that, that buys me groceries for the week, they'll, they'll gladly accept it. And then within a month or two, however long, now they're like 300 bucks. That covers half my groceries for the week. Yep. Huh. Then in a few months, 300 bucks. Wow. That's a free cheeseburger. Yeah. No matter how much the currency inflates and no matter how much the currency is devalued, they'll still accept free money if it gets them something of value. And e- so I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but even the people with this modern monetary theory fantasy acknowledge that if your economy isn't productive, printing more money is going to lead towards inflation. So even the people with the most permissive monetary policy imaginable would tell you that we're going to get inflation out of what just happened over the past year, and we're going to continue to get inflation. Right, yeah. We didn't We didn't get more productive. Yeah. We were way less productive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that's a price we're willing to pay because, and I mean, I think in terms of especially when you're talking about the beginning of the pandemic, a ton of people tossed out of their sure. jobs yeah. and, and effectively having their livelihoods taken from them as a result of government mm-hmm. regulations and lockdowns. Okay, yeah, we, we should compensate them, right? The, yeah. way I, the way I always viewed that was the government shutting down your restaurant, that's a taking that you need I to be agree. compensated for, right? Um, but uh, that doesn't mean that that's a continuing thing. And I think, like, what the Democrats want to do, and it's one of the reasons Biden's so terrible, is they just want to, like, pretend that it's, you know, it's still pandemic world and we should mm-hmm. just open the floodgates and spend another $10 trillion. And That's like, insanity. Well, 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 I no. think they realize that they could get away with it without people doing much. Mm. Yeah. But we got some news in that front. Mm. You think this is this is the end? You think that they're going to start opening up the states and everything's going to... No, no, no. We're going the other direction. Oregon has announced they're reinstating their mask mandates. And we have this study from... We have this story from Axios. Now, I know YouTube is very nitpicky on what you can or can't say about COVID for whatever reason. They just ban... They're ban happy. If I can't read Axios, I don't know what I can read, so... New data on coronavirus vaccine effectiveness may be a wake-up call. A new preprint study that raises concerns about the mRNA vaccine's effectiveness against Delta, particularly Pfizer's, has already grabbed the attention of top Biden administration officials. The study found the Pfizer vaccine was only 42% effective against infection in July when the Delta variant was dominant. Quote, if that's not a wake-up call, I don't know what is, a senior Biden official told Axios. Driving the news? The study conducted by Enference and the Mayo Clinic compared the effectiveness of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in the Mayo Clinic health system over time from January to July. Overall, it found the Moderna vaccine was 86% effective against infection over the study period. Pfizer's was 76%. Moderna's was 92% against hospitalization and Pfizer's was 85. But the vaccine's effectiveness against infection dropped sharply in July when the Delta variant's prevalence in Minnesota had risen to over 70%. Moderna was 76% effective against the infection, and Pfizer was only 42% effective. The study found similar results in other states. For example, in Florida, the risk of infection in July for people fully vaccinated with Moderna was about 60% lower than per people people fully vaccinated with Pfizer. Although it is yet to be peer-reviewed, the study raises serious questions about both vaccines' long-term effectiveness, particularly Pfizer's. Quote, 
based on the data that we have so far, it's a combination of both factors, says Venki Soundarajan. I'm trying to pronounce that right. A lead author of the study. The Moderna vaccine is likely, very likely, more effective than the Pfizer vaccine in areas where Delta is the dominant strain. And the Pfizer vaccine appears to have a lower durability of effectiveness, 42%. Mm. Now, we saw Israel, they made similar claims yeah. that, that a large portion of their of their of the people in hospitals were fully vaccinated and the effectiveness is being reduced. I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't give medical advice. You go talk to your doctor about your medical advice. This is coming from the Biden administration. We're getting a statement from the Biden administration. We're getting the Mayo Clinic. We're getting a, a study on this. Where do we go? What do we do? They're going to bring lockdowns back, aren't they? Well, you got to assume that the virus is going to mutate again. It mutated into the Delta strain. And now I, I saw an Lambda. article. Lambda. Epsilon. They're expecting. Yeah. And they were like, we'll have to go to the numbers after all the Greek letters are gone. But let me, it's similar to what the flu does. It tends to mutate. That's why they haven't had a virus that stops the thing. You can just from season to season help you reduce infection. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Whether or not you want to create a new vaccine every for every strain every time, I don't know. You know, we kind of got to rely on data for that. And I see so much of it. Well, I mean, I think the thing is we're headed. It's endemic. We're headed towards COVID as something that just is part of our life in the same way that the flu is part of our life. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's part of something we deal with every year. I mean, there's a flu shot available, every, a new flu shot every year. Right. That helps you out against the variants they think are fl- flowing around and reduces the severity. That's where we're headed towards with COVID. Now, um, what does that mean for your behavior? I think. You know, I'm seeing people like freaking out and lockdowns and mass. I'm like, no, 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 none of that. Cause like that, that's a pandemic measure. That's a, we're trying to eradicate it. That's, we're trying to get it completely eliminated. And so, and we're doing a short term measure until we get to vaccines and, and, and other mechanism. But now we have vaccines and vaccine technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's where we need to think we need to push this going, like fight against mandates and lockdowns and instead say, look, we, we need to embrace the idea that I don't think we should fight nearly as hard against like booster shots as we should against like continued mass mandates and lockdowns, right? Because if it is endemic, then we've got to be like, okay, then this is like, then this is finally like the flu and we need to, as a society, treat it like the flu. Maybe well, more severe. We have more severe and yeah. that's kind of scary actually. More communicable, I think, yeah. is really yeah, the maybe. key. Yeah, because, uh, I guess the scary thing is if it becomes a seasonal thing, I mean, this, this is, it's, you lose your sense of smell, you mm. lose, lose your yeah, taste, you get really. fatigued. You know, yeah, that's a that's that's creepy. But we got this from NBC News. Check this out. FDA poised to OK third vaccine dose yeah. for immunocompromised people. The move would be the first authorization of additional dose in the U.S. Boosters are coming. I mean, were there the really interesting question? Were there were there tests on three doses or were there tests on the third dose improving? Like as if if Pfizer, as they say, is only 42 percent of at affecting at infection after two doses. Like is a, how much does a third improve things? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, it just like, it just feels like we did a lot of things that didn't work, and they keep just saying we'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again because they don't know what else to do. Right, like they have to do something. They yeah. feel like they can't do nothing, and Sometimes, I mean, again, especially given is, you know we we blame the authorities, but I mean it also starts with a huge chunk of the population being absolute paranoiacs about it. Yes, I mean yeah. at a point, you know, I mean this is just something. I'm did you did you guys hear people that, continue to to blindly trust the authority on this right like it, we talked about this last time at first it was two weeks to slow the spread it was we need to make sure hospitals don't get overwhelmed and then it was we have to make sure there are no new cases and then we have to wait for there to be a vaccine and no now there is a vaccine but it's not working you, great. So you missed we have to lock down again you missed one part of that it was first it was you know 15 days to slow the spread mm-hmm. then cuomo killed fifteen thousand people oh that's yeah, right and, that, yeah. and then it was okay we got to stay locked down a little bit longer yeah. the, the 15 days thing was kind of like they're like hey we have a bug bombing service coming to your 
house. Yeah. You need to right. vacate yeah. for two yeah. weeks. Yeah. We're going to yeah, make seriously. sure we kill the bugs. And then you're like, okay. And you leave your house. You give it all up. You wait. After two weeks, they're like, yeah, we didn't get all the bugs. Uh, we don't even know if it's working right. It's a new bug now. Yeah, right? it's different crazy. bugs. Yeah. Same chemical. It doesn't seem to work exactly right. But we're going to keep doing it. And, keep, and all, like, I need access to my house, dude. I might, you guys, I might steal that. Make cartoonian. You guys, thank you, uh, in, in Germany, they're advising people to get a third shot because a nurse was accused of giving people saline instead of the vaccine. What? Yeah, and they, they said they didn't know why she did it, but that she had posted anti-vax stuff or mm. vaccine skepticism online. Think about how insane that is in the other direction. Like, certainly we can talk about mandates and lockdowns being bad. It's extreme. But how extreme is it? Is is it if someone goes to the doctor? The doctor recommends them medication. They say, thank you, doc. I will agree to this medication. And the nurse goes, I ain't giving them that. And then secretly gives them something this else. This is the problem with rushing right. stuff Insane. out is That's, it creates no, distrust. If, no, no. if they die, man, too, right? Right. Like crime. I, like you need to go to jail for a long time for that. You don't get to, you don't get to deceive someone into getting, yeah. a, there was actually, I remember there was a it long was just order about saline. this, right? It was just saline, yeah. which is harmless, but that sounds criminal. Um, and, and these were elderly people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. criminal dude. I'm sure you inject criminal. me with something yeah. I didn't ask for, oh, heck man. Yeah. And, yeah, and you yeah. deceive me into thinking it was the thing that would protect me from the disease I need protection from, oh, and then I go ahead and die from that disease You're because I was unprotected. Mm-hmm. Like manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> no, all about people yeah. just right. having informed consent and making the choices that they that's what's, what's right for them. To think that this nurse would decide, I I don't care what you think, I don't care what you've you've read, I don't care what the doctor said. Uh, that's insane. To jail. Me, man. Right to jail. Yeah. So, right away. <laughs> Do they have any way to track which particular patients she gave no. sailing to? Are there records? No, well, I think man. they were saying it was like several thousand. Whoa. Whoa. Busy girl. Maybe, maybe several. Is I could she be wrong. incarcerated so, at the moment? What I, is the situation? They, I, 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 said, I, I think the article is Reuters. They said they weren't sure if she had been arrested or charged, but... Wow, dude. That, Maybe she so, took a so, trip to Israel, and that's why the vaccines have been less effective. Oh, this is this is the opposite <laughs> of of informed consent. And yeah. that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Like, you go to your doctor. Your doctor says, here's the news. You say, you ask them questions. Here's a story I saw. What do you think? And then they, they, they're honest with you. They show you the studies. They explain to you in great detail, and you are informed. If someone was to switch out your medicine for anything, that is, that is not informed consent. That is them. That's, that's, that's not – that's the opposite. It's, 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 it's just crazy, man. People have got, are losing it. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just looked this story up, and she injected eighty six hundred people. So who knows how responsible she is for possible deaths? That's messed yeah, man. Up. Holy cow! Did you guys? This is really interesting. Um, you guys follow Brett Weinstein? Yeah, yeah. He's been talking about. I've seen a he, little bit of it. I wouldn't say I've been following it, but I'm he he tweeted out one of these doctors who said, "Heads up." The, the, the frontline coalition of doctors, whatever these are, the people who are always talking about ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine and stuff like that, said it's not working. They said that their treatment is no is not working on people with uh, with the Delta variant, and a bunch of people responded saying like it never did work. A lot of studies contradict this, and that's why people were critical of you. But I think it's really interesting. Two things: one, they were saying that this one doctor said they've experienced people with the Delta variant in the ICU, and their standard treatment protocol didn't work. Interestingly, as well, their standard treatment protocol calls for wearing masks. So even the people who are being censored because they're talking about these other treatments are telling people to wear masks. Mm. That's, that, that I find interesting. Like who, I don't, who, who are the people saying not to wear masks when it comes to potential sickness? You know what I mean? Like where, where it's, it's interesting to me. I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation. 
I mean, I've said for a long time that I hope one of the things that comes out of all this is that, you know, it is now a social norm that if you're coughing in public, you should be wearing a mask, right? Like if you're sick, if you're, if you're knowingly sick, like stay home. And if you are going to go out, wear a damn mask and don't try and reduce the amount you spread to everybody else. That's the other crazy thing too. Like when I see people walk, when I go outside, I see someone with a mask. I'm like, I don't know, whatever. Right. Why, Why would I, I don't care. I don't think about that stuff. People, people smack talk me all the time on the internet. I don't care. I ignore it. I'm doing my thing. You know, and I think if I see somebody outside wearing a mask, I'm, you know what? If they're sick, good. What if it's in a movie? What if the characters in TV shows and movies start having masks on? <laughs> Dude, so I rewatched uh, The Big Short. You guys remember oh, that yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. I don't think and I ever saw it. One of the characters, one of the, one of the characters, the Brad Pitt character, it's like the big thing is he's a kind of a weird guy, very eccentric. <gasps> And, you know, he comes to the airport and he's wearing an N95 and using hand sanitizer. And it's like, that's the model of his eccentricity. <laughs> wow. And now it's like, everyone does that. Everyone turned yeah. into the weird eccentric hypochondriac. This, this, this is the interesting thing. Seeing the, you know, the, the frontline coalition, you know, whatever these doctors, um, who have been talking about ivermectin, when they come out and they say like, hey, Delta variant, this stuff's not working, you know, I just, I'm, I'm like, is, there's a vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, would they, would they support that? It seems like they're just doing studies on what they've been doing, which is a very intelligent and ethical thing to do as a scientist, as a doctor. So maybe but if, they haven't looked into the, the other stuff yet, but they're but just if, kind of showing the flaws in, in you know, how, how it's changing. The Delta variant's different than the other yeah, strain. Yeah, but should they then be like, our new protocol includes getting a vaccine and wearing mm. a mask or whatever, which is funny because then it goes right back to the CDC and Fauci. It was know? so weird to fight against the vaccines because you figure, I mean, I remember... So many of the same people who were like, oh, this isn't a big deal, and oh, we should head for herd immunity were then the ones who were the biggest vaccine skeptics. And that was always very strange to me because I felt like the best the best argument against all the sort of social distancing, public health-type measures was a vaccine that would help protect you so that, that you Trump, could live your that, life That normally. Trump was responsible for. Right, but, Operation Warp Speed. I also <laughs> think people had a suspicion that it didn't matter how many people got vaccinated, there was going to be some push to continue the lockdowns. That's th- This is the problem I have. Look, I keep saying... Informed consent. I don't give medical advice. Go talk to a medical professional. But when when story after story after story comes out about some guy being like, "Oh no, I'm dying. If only I got the vaccine," or that woman in Alabama where she was so like, up. "I take their hand and they say, please give me the vaccine." I say, "I'm sorry, it's too late." Oh my I'm like, dude, come on. Do they man. do stories so about like nose. morbidly obese people having a heart attack? Never. And like, or like That's smokers having lung. I mean, I guess they did that with smokers having lung cancer. Now that yeah. I think about it, but a lot. But they certainly don't do it with overweight people and obese people. Um, they should. Well, maybe they shouldn't. It's I think propaganda if, at the very least. Yeah, I think there should there should be. You want you want to do a great reset? Let's have a great reset of people's mental health, their physical health, their personal responsibility. Because mm-hmm. then they watch less CNN. So yeah. that would yeah, be exactly. the aboga plant. If you want to do that, you ever study that thing? This is African. Psycho, psychoactive plant that makes people just destroys addiction. You take it, you come out of it with no addiction. It's amazing. But it's like one of the most visceral, you know, grotesque experiences you can have, I, I've heard. That sounds terrible. Don't get addicted. Other than that, how are you going to, how are you going to great reset people's eating habits? Well, I think just, look, it's in the words of Frederick Douglass, I believe it's easier to build strong men than repair broken ones. I think it more or less comes down to educating the next generation. I don't think it's a yeah. matter of anything else than that. You you try Definitely. to help build virtue in the population, which is uh, already there, but most of your hope is in educating the young. My concern is that kids mimic their parents, and if the parent's unwilling to change mm. their diet, the kid may be eating healthy at home because he's forced to, but when they leave the house, they're going to start mimicking what they knew. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. So you're saying the end is nigh? I'm saying Iboga is not the end of the world. No, I disagree. <laughs> uh, no, the end is just beginning. 
We're, so it's so a long time, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> you know what, man? It feels like a slow motion collapse. What, how did I describe before? Like it's it's a giant Joe Biden, and the building falls down, and then he grabs it, and he can't hold it up. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. That's that's a bad way to put it. Joe Biden walks up to the building like a Godzilla. Joe Biden mm-hmm. punches a hole in the foundation. And then starts falling and he catches it and he's slowly easing it down to the ground. Yeah. It's a, a revolution. Like. The, I think the, the Spanish term, uh, revolute, is that what it is? Means to turn forward? To re- like, return, like, so, to revolve. To return revolution. forward. It yeah. It's actually route. to return forward, which is like a slow falling forward. Of course, mm-hmm. it's then going to circle and spiral and continue. You know, I've had, I've had it up to, I've, up to here with, with people owning things. Oh, Me gosh. too. Yes, I people, think if they people, owned nothing, they'd be happy. Well, that's the thing. Yes. You don't. I, I've been yes. thinking this a lot. People are like, I own this land. And then you're like, uh, yeah, like if an alien came down, they're like, okay, dude. And they like smashed the pulpy body up against the wall. Like, yeah, no no one owns anything. You don't even Ian, own your body. Hold on. What is what? ownership? What does that mean? Ian, are you saying that because an alien well, welcome can steal to something? Because someone with a gun is going <laughs> to enforce it? Because an alien it? can steal something right. from me, I don't own it. Shame property us. is a Take bundle a shirt. of This sticks. is my lunch money. If an alien comes down and takes it, it is still my lunch money. They've just stolen it. I understand, like, thievery. Maybe that's why we've created ownership is because of the tendency towards thievery. It, it, Ian, like, so, so, so much, of, like your, so much of your arguments are semantic. Yeah, that it seems this is a like, bit semantic. It, it seems like at some point you went on a trip where your brain split like words from meaning. That's this whole what the society. I'm like the microcosm of what society is experiencing right now. What owner, is, owner, ownership is just it's it's a, it's a concept. It's a, it's a human societal concept that something is within your responsibility and your freedom to manipulate. It's a legal construct about a human relationship, humans relationship to property vis-a-vis other humans, the mm-hmm. right to exclude, right? Like this is you're you're actually hitting on some very fundamental questions in property law, yeah. right? So, like like what? No, you know more about law, so you keep going. I, I'm, I'm right. just saying, I, my position, honestly, is, is like a Catholic and a, and a moral realist. I do think property is a legitimate, real concept. I don't just think it's a social construct. I believe there is a legitimate injustice done when something's stolen from one, and it's not just socially constructed. Right. Well, I mean, it, well, it, well, kind of one of the ways to think about it is um, it actually to kind of flip that around a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, people will say when they're like looting, oh, looting isn't that bad. It's just yeah. property. It's like, no, property is about someone's relationship. Yeah. The physical things. Yeah. And so exactly. it actually, yes, you actually are injuring mm-hmm. a, that social construct, if you will, mm-hmm. but like that, that, that relationship. And so you are injuring the person. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, uh, that's, I think, uh, you know, you can, you can concede the sort of like social constructedness mm-hmm. of property and still realize that it's actually really, it's actually more important. Well, it's extremely more, important. you know, yeah. more important to protect. So, so, of it. so Ian, your view of ownership is limited. In that you, you only view it from, from this one perspective. Ownership isn't about your rights to something. It's about your responsibilities to something. So you mentioned owning land. If the aliens came, they'd be like, you don't own this land. What if the aliens came to Earth and there was one guy who like dumped a metric ton of human like feces all over this land? They'd be like, who's responsible for this? And they'd be like, it's his land. He did it. Get it? You know, well, the, the, here's the funny thing. Your alien hypothetical, that's actually a hypothetical from the very earliest part of our American property law. There's really? A case called John, not quite the same one, but you'll understand it once <laughs> okay. I explain it. So there's a case called Johnson v. McIntosh. And if you're a law student in 1L, it's usually the first mm. property case you go to. And it's a John Marshall case, right? The first major, I think, I don't know if he's the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, but he, he was like the most important in the early days. And the basic thesis of the case was there were two guys who had a competing claim to land. And one guy's kind of title, chain of title ran through Indians who had granted it. And another's chain of title ran through like post the Indian conquest and somebody else going there. And, and, and Marshall's like the guy who uh, had it 
after the Indian con- whose chain of title doesn't involve the Indian transfer wins. Uh, why? Because we conquered them, and and there's no other good reason why. That's just wow. it. we conquered them, and that's why. So it's like when you say the aliens came in and just took over, like c- kind of probably kind of felt like the aliens came in and took over when colonists showed up and and disturb the you know the indian land claim so when the alien yeah, comes here and says you don't that. own it then it's true the aliens own it right like by, it's by virtue of having guns right it's like property claims are ultimately rooted in 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 sovereignty i think right like you know i mean we have a moral feeling of injustice when our property claims are violated no matter what but in terms of like how courts are ultimately going to adjudicate it they're going to rely on sort of under the existing under the continuation of whatever sovereignty exists and if that sovereignty is disturbed then Guess what? That sovereignty is disturbed. Yeah. Civil society doesn't function without property rights because mm-hmm. an individual will work eight hours to secure food for himself and say, I have a right to this food as I have done the work to procure it. And then someone will walk up and say, but you don't actually own anything and take it from them. And then the person who does the work dies and the person who doesn't work dies too. How did the Native Americans who didn't own the land uh, do that? D- discuss and like take care of it? If, if one Native Which wanted- Native Americans? Yeah, there's so uh, many tribes. So if, well, so different tribes would handle it differently. Yeah, like if one of them at- decided to take the food, more food than they needed. Would they just kill the person? Would they ostracize? Would they throw them out of the tribe? You're, 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 you're acting like every single Native American was the same Native like group. It's a general. I got, I got, I got more you, fascinating you, anecdotes you, if you want to on yeah. this one. How, 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 do, how do? I would love to hear them. I, I actually have a question though. You, so yeah. you had Aztecs who had civil, who had buildings and mm-hmm. societies. You had Mayans. You had Incans, mm-hmm. and then you had you know I want what like the Iroquois or, or mm-hmm. Iroquois or whatever. Apache, whatever. Yeah, Apache. Yeah. They had completely different yeah. legal structures. Yeah, Native Americans are vague. Term. It would be like, how did Europeans like determine European. what they owned? It's like, oh. what do you mean Europeans? Spain and France have different laws. Well, mm-hmm. assuming a tribe that didn't own, they, how they didn't have no, ownership laws. How does how random they... nomadic tribe handle property law? I don't know. That's why I asked the question. So uh, this sort Will of does know. Uh, I don't know exactly, but they all have they all have different norms. I mean, because debt is really old. Like this is a great book you should read by the recently deceased David Graeber, Debt: The First Five Thousand Years, mm-hmm. and it talks about how debt preexisted barter, um, and that it's a much more natural thing, right? Like because that debt yeah. debt presupposes the continuation of a relationship, mm-hmm. right? You owe me; I have to in the future repay you. Mm-hmm. Whereas barter is like saying our relationship can end right now mm-hmm. because yeah. we are equal. And so we can depart. So it's only something that sort of evolved between like hostile tribes that occasionally need to exchange things. But in terms of your interpersonal relationship with people that evolved forever, there was always debt. And so sometimes that's official and like marked down, but other times that's something like they just kind of, it's sort of socially understood and you kind of figure it out and who's who, you know, it's vague and whoever knows. But so one really funny example, I think, I think it's the Eastern Islanders. Don't quote me on that because I don't know, mm. but they had a system where it's like it's socially terrible if you have to turn down somebody's request for something from you right like there's just if somebody makes a request of you if you're if you can accede to it and give them what they need you have to and it's really rude not to Mm -hmm. and the only check on that is that eventually if you try to exploit the system and request enough from people they'll just kill you because you're such such an asshole and it's exploited it so much they're finally like after the 20th request where you try and exploit the system they kill or just ask for it back right so that's how that's how one particular uh you know uh tribe handled property rights in their area like everything belongs to everybody but if you're too much of an asshole we just kill you yeah but it's wow. it's 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 a bunch of different tribes that a bunch of different things some groups like 
you know, barbarian hordes or whatever. You can talk about that in like Asia. They just take whatever they wanted from whoever they wanted and then just exploit it. It seems like BlackRock is exploiting it right now. That people that are these big multinational corporations that are being subsidized by governments to buy property away from small business owners and people that can't afford it are exploiting the, the property ownership and the debt system. Yeah, it's fascism. So how do, how are we going to fix that? How are we going to alter the system so that it can't be ex- that it can't be exploited? Raise kids with better values. Definitely. Certainly don't do stupid stuff like eviction moratoriums mm. again. That's, I mean, cause like to me, eviction moratoriums mean everybody, BlackRock is gonna own everything. Exactly. Cause you can't be a small landlord. It's one of those, usually, I mean, that was one of those things that like a middle class way of building wealth would be to like own a house, own, own a house or own yep. and own rental properties. You, you yep. could invest in Wan at this mm. point. What is Well, Wan? no, it, it's interesting because <laughs> oh, Korean <laughs> currency? Chinese. Chinese is the, I don't, is is China is, is it, oh the yuan yeah yuan yeah yuah. yeah because yeah. okay. yeah. well, the w o n one is probably named after the, but the empire. Going to your point on the eviction moratoriums, there are so many of these left wing economic policies that, at a surface level, seem to be good for the poor and working class, but are actually just good for consolidating power among small corporate entities, so or large corporate enemies entities, but a small huh. number of people. So corporate one example, enemies. corporate enemies, like was that, that a slip? <laughs> um, but one example would be like Walmart. There were instances of Walmart lobbying for minimum wage increases in certain areas because their competitors could not handle a minimum wage increase, and they could. So it would put Ma and Pa shops right. out of business. Right. Yeah, we see, you know, like Starbucks will open a Starbucks next to a mom and pop shop and then lower their prices to ridiculous below cost numbers because they're subsidized. And the mom and pop shop collapses and then, you know, Starbucks takes over, mm-hmm. takes over the area, squeezes them out. Yep. Yeah, it's not good. We can't we can't function that way. I don't know how you solve problems like right, this. Right, because as soon as you get the government involved in telling a company what it can and can't charge, that people freak out and call it you fascism know, or socialism. I'll, I'll tell you what, what one of the problems is. The I think the easiest way to identify one of our biggest political problems is the leftist argument that for every one homeless person, there are 10 empty homes. Then they say homelessness is a choice our society makes because these are, these are like, imagine you go to a little kid who's never actually owned a house Mm -hmm. and repaired a house, remodeled a house, dealt with utilities or plumbing and sewage pipe leaks. They're just like, it's, it's so dumb. Like if there's a house, just like put a homeless person in it. And that's 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 a bunch of leftist activism. And then actually having worked with homeless homeless shelters, going to them and explaining, someone has to do work to maintain the house. The lawn has to be mowed. The, the utilities have to be regularly maintained. Someone has to make sure the house doesn't burn down. Who's going to do all of that work? How do you just put someone in a house? Now, when you have empty investment properties, I'm not a big fan of people just buying up houses, driving up prices, and then no one uses them. I want people, I want people to use houses. But when no one's in it, nothing's happening. You'll get like a caretaker once a month to go in and just make sure everything's fine. So there's no dilapidation. There's no there's no collapse. However, they need to make sure that the utility pipes don't burst and fires don't start. Yeah. But you put a person who's not responsible for their lives to a certain degree in a house and then the house starts falling apart and then what the house catches fire and burns other people's houses down. It just doesn't make sense. And if we have a society where people just can only come up with these most simplistic and surface level solutions that aren't actually solutions, that's what we're getting policy wise. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of starving people. I know. Let's feed them. Then what do you do tomorrow? Feed them again. Then what do you do today? We'll just keep feeding them. It's like we're not solving the problem. Raise the voting age to 30. 30. 30. 
30, no, thirty thousand. No, I, I actually, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't disagree. There, right. There's an argument to be made for that because when the voting age, I mean, previously the voting age was what twenty one, yeah. and early in our country's history, I mean, you were out on your own, paying your way by the time you were sixteen or so. So once you got to twenty one, you had multiple years of real world experience, caring for yourself and possibly even a family. In fact, likely a family by the time mm-hmm. you were twenty one. And so you a had a vested stake in society and b quite a, a good amount of experience at that point. Now, eighteen year olds vote who have never lived on their own have never held on a job certainly aren't raising families in the vast majority of circumstances and if they are um well yeah yeah generally speaking i mean no i should say it's good that they they keep the kid though uh, and don't kill it but um i'll say this it's unbelievably bizarre that there are people who actually want to push the voting age down to 16 that this is something that was even being discussed it right. Well, I mean, it's cynical, yeah. and, and it's just pure political. I mean, I'm who also who wants uninformed voters, right? Mm. Who wants one informed Democrats voters? Do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm I'm also somewhat cynical. Like I realize that most of these schemes are designed to increase the number of Democrat voters, so I'm yeah. perfectly happy to entertain schemes that will increase the number of Republican voters or yeah. make Republicans more. Dominant. Do you think we should have a maximum voting age? No, no. 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 Thirty-one. Older people vote Republican. <laughs> why, why? Why would I? Why would I want to exclude my own voters? I think people that are very right. old are out of touch with how society works, especially when you look at maybe cryptocurrency law. I mean, maybe that's maybe the way. Maybe society. Yeah, but maybe they. So be, maybe they have, have wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe they that. that's have a, a deeper that's a big wisdom. Maybe. I, they, they're definitely <laughs> out of touch with the way technology functions. <laughs> sure, but I, I, a lot of voters are, and they're also out of touch with everything else too. Someone How being about? out of touch with technology. Sorry, just let me interject because I have worked with older people. Someone being out of te- touch with technology does not make them less wise, less interesting. It does not give them less interesting stories. I think that older people have it, should have continue to have a say in our community as long as they're able to. Like, I, I learned so much from my dad. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like, great. And, and it's it's funny when I talk about you know because he was around during like for example like the civil rights debate. He was around and yeah. was cognizant, remembers what the arguments people were making. And so it's funny when he hears you know. People saying, well, what's their, you know, their private company, Facebook and Twitter, are private companies, they can do what they want. He's like, that sounds a lot like the arguments people made mm-hmm. about the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freedom of association, First Amendment rights. Yep. You know, we, we don't, we think it's ridiculous now, but that's, that's a legit argument that the Goldwater types were making in the 1960s. I, Civil Rights Act was a violation of the First Amendment. I think I, I think I might have a solution. What if we, we, uh, took maybe like, um, a, a, a light, some kind of like light beacon, and we installed it into people's hands. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, as they start nearing 30, it changes color. And then right around the time they're 30, it starts flashing red. So we know they're 30. They're expired. And then, you we know. We pluck them and put them in a voting booth. No, no, no. no. <laughs> then then, then they, get, they get purged from society. And, oh. and you know, I, I, I'm sure there could be a problem where, like, someone would try and defy the system and realizing their own mortality, Which try and flee and then escape. And uh, But, you know, but ultimately, I think, you know. that Is that the island? Logan's Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. What, what about? Yeah, they, they have the things in their hands and, like, the light turns red and it's like, <laughs> you're 30, so they're going to kill you now or whatever. Can, can people that are, like. Suffering from dementia, Alzheimer's, vote. Yes. Can people that are like mentally afflicted and other, you know. Yes, yes. They can yes. vote. So yeah. people can be, can, can someone that's on a machine considered in vegetative state? No. They're not legally allowed to vote? They, how would they? I don't know, but are they legally allowed? Yeah, you have to, you, it has to be a, there has to be a volitional act, I would assume. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they gotta so, do it with their so own hands. And so I'll But demented if, people, if or you are, if you are diagnosed. One of them is president. If you are, okay. <laughs> I didn't well, say that. Yes, they can vote, bro. <laughs> That's a fair point. One of them is literally running the country. Yes, uh, I wouldn't say he's vote. running the country. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. He's but he's there. sitting Ostensibly in the chair, running the country. Ostensibly. <laughs> oh man, what were you saying? If somebody is like diagnosed demented, they're not going to vote, but they can legally. But right. I, I, 
I don't know about that. And they can vote for whoever someone tells them. What I'm, what I mean is, if somebody is in their house and they're clearly mentally unwell, and they get a mail-in ballot, they're going to send it in. It's going to count. Yeah. So you can make whatever laws you want. There are a lot of people who are crazy who are roaming the streets and living lives. Right. For yeah. example, those people who are wearing like multiple masks and like mm-hmm. doing. <laughs> yeah, it was never about <laughs> mental wellness, letting people vote. Right, it was about ownership of land. Right. I, I think you know Ian makes a great point. If we were to uh, maybe pass a law saying like legitimately, if you have a mental illness, you can't vote. All the Democrats would be gone. <laughs> yeah. You, no, 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 no. I'm not. Hold on, hold on. I'm not joking. Right. The, by I'm not the joking. data, they're much more mentally ill. Yes. More likely to have mental health issues. Substantially yeah. higher to be diagnosed with mental health issues. But uh, they the would further prob- left you go. They would go. probably say we're more likely to admit it and seek treatment. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Listen. But you no, know, I'll tell you. Come what, on. But we all know. Ever. You want to one of the craziest <laughs> things ever? I was. I was in. I was in California. I was on Venice Beach, and there was a guy, and they do these things where they want people to get their weed cards. And this dude was just like, yo, he's like, hey man, you get your weed card yet? And I was like, I don't, I don't need or want one. And he's like, oh, you gotta get your, your medical card, man. How do you know? I mean, if you talk to a doctor and I was like, I have nothing to talk to a doctor about. He's like, oh, will you skateboard? I was like, yeah. And he's like, your knees hurt. And I was like, sometimes, oh man, you gotta get a weed card. <laughs> Here's the crazy <laughs> thing. It's because they were trying to sell medicinal marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. If you get that card, you can't legally own guns anymore. So Ooh, these, so these kids. That's right. Because then you're, 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 you're it's that you, way in Maryland. you fill out the form saying that you're, you do drugs. Imagine some young kid who doesn't know sees the guy say five bucks weed card and he goes, okay, boom, you lose your second amendment rights. Wow. That's creepy Sneaky. stuff. Yeah. Mental illness is a dangerous term. Right. Taking away people's rights by claiming they're, they're unwell or whatever. But anyway, it is true statistically that the, the further left you go, the higher rates of mental illness they see. Yeah. yeah. So I would imagine extremes. Well, they don't in encourage virtue. I mean, also a left wing mentality doesn't encourage virgu- uh, virtuous or healthy living at yeah. all. Uh, can you define so of course that? You're have mental what? health issues. Yeah. So like taking pride in your work, attempting to contribute to society best you, you can, caring for your family, having a strong faith in God, loving your neighbors. It's. I mean, these are the things that have made people, you won't, won't quite say happy, but have given their lives meaning for millennia. And we're just told that these are vestiges from a time before we had a deep understanding of the world, and now we can discard it all and reform man into whatever it is the current left-wing orthodoxy says he should be. I see. Well, they're constantly pushing us forward to more edgy and interesting things, if you will. They're progressing us. They haven't really told us what they're progressing us toward, Mm -hmm. but they are, in fact, progressing us, and that means that we can't do things the old, boring way. That means the nuclear family is passe. That's -hmm. not really interesting to be a parent, that you would rather be a feminist, and if you're a woman, go work in an office just like a man. Be a Mm second-rate man. That's great, right? It's new. It's different. We don't like the old way of doing things. We just want something New. You know, and the, can I just mention this yeah. to, to, in case my, my answer didn't suffice, there's one point I want to throw in here in case I wasn't as clear as I could have been, um, or in case this bears stating what I meant. Humans have historically, generally, what is normal and good for a man is to, in most cases, get married, raise a family, care for his wife and children, right? And now our society has completely subverted gender roles, not just in terms of the transgender question, but also Mm -hmm. the family structure of the home, the headship of the man as the father and head of the household. And, of course, we have an economy which doesn't support a single family income the way it used to. But I think more or less left-wing people are, are far more likely to voluntarily embrace the kind of lifestyle which rejects family life. And I think that's really bad for mental health. The question is, will it lead to the destruction of our society and civilization or not, right? 
So th- there's constant arguments well, about well, what. So conservatives are famous for saying what's stop right is that is that the same standing What's the thwart same? standing athwart that's buckley standing buckley. athwart history yelling stop mm. well so you you have you have a big argument stop. right now in the culture war and it's it's progressive versus traditional and the right tends to be more traditional the left tends to be more progressive the problem i see right now is the left is like so they're they're so far left in terms of the idea of progress that they're falling off the cliff and mm-hmm. they're like it's like you slow down guys like this is crazy but the question i suppose is for what for both sides, for progressives and for for conservatives, like state your case for what? Yeah, everything you just said. What's what's the end goal of that? What is the outcome of that? Uh, family. Sh- I mean, families built atop the family, so we need a strong family unit. But is that so? The end goal is just for people to have families for the sake of having families. Well, no. I mean, having a family is a good thing, and I, I think that having a family is, in some ways, its own justification. I would give other more well, robust theological mean, reasons, but family is good and people human flourishing, have right? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. That's, Creating that's, the next generation, contributing. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, is what you're proposing going to lead to a better, healthier Absolutely. society? Yes, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the ultimate question. I think that, that's Burke, isn't it? And I forget exactly who said human flourishing is the goal. I think it was Burke. Might have been oh, Russell Kirk or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think human su- success and longevity is is the goal. I think what we see from the left doesn't doesn't uh, give us that. I don't think the right has all the answers. I think we need some reforms across the board in terms of this country. But you end up with a modern establishment left that is. I'll tell you this: the, the Democrats, they're not progressives. Like as a whole, they are some kind of weird, twisted power yeah. structure of neo corporate fascist something or other. The Dude, progressives are, yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to bring up how like Cory Booker went up, got up, and made fun of Black Lives Matter and said, "How dare anybody suggest we would defund the police?" And I just literally Black Lives Matter on the Twitter account and like <laughs> lit them up. It's like, yeah. No one in the Senate supports our revolutionary movement. And you're like, mm-hmm. cue the curb your enthusiasm theme. <laughs> right, like, that was hilarious. <laughs> But the progressives propose insane things that will only tear down and destroy. Not, not, not completely. I'll put it this way. Here's what I see. Right now, you have progressives on the left, and it's like a tendency versus the rule, right? Exceptions versus the rule. The left has, uh, the rule on the left is that they're going to propose things that make very little sense in the long run. Notably, like, we want universal health care and also stop fat shaming. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, listen, mm. if you want everybody to pay for health care, but you're also saying no personal responsibility in your health care, then you're going to have a system collapse. The right, I think, for now, it's it's inverted. It's more so the the rule that conservatives are going to say, hey, these things have worked and they will work, and it's the exception when they propose things that are bad and, and don't, right? You see what I'm saying? That, 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 the, the, what I'm seeing right now is establishment Democrats are, are give me corporate power. I don't care about anything else. Progressives are just put homeless people in homes. Problem solved. Okay. And then conservatives are like, well, here, this was working. Let's keep doing that. And I'm like, that actually makes sense for now. Except it's, but it's, I don't think it's not, yeah, it's not working. If you look at it economically, it's not working. Like to sit still and watch this train head towards the cliff is not the way to go. But that's not what they're saying. Well, well, actually, you can put it better because you're actually conservative. Like what we're, what we're trying to accomplish with, with the economy, right? So like Ian's argument is you're saying stop the economy now, even though it's specifically not working. that Republicans in Congress are doing that, not you necessarily, but what they're saying stop the economy. No, they're just saying don't change it. We don't, don't really need to do too much. They're kind of hands off. Well, like, I mean, that, that's roll. sort of like a, like a, I guess a Lindy type argument, right? Like the longer things last, the more likely they are to be effective and, you know, and, and good and, you know, evolutionarily sound. Um, but I mean, in general, I guess the conservative approach is sort of prudence, right? So there's prudence is a big part of it, you know, like don't do things you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
tradition has its own value. Yes. Like Chesterton's Fence. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Okay, you know Chesterton's yeah. Fence. What's so that? The, it's just a really simple concept, right? Chesterton had some great quote. He's like, if you don't understand why a fence was put up, then don't take it down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, Which seems pretty straightforward. Right. Like, somebody put up the fence for a reason. Can, if can you don't, I, 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 I want they know why all the fences are put up. It was to oppress somebody. That's right. For power. We have a blender downstairs. Oh, my. Okay? And the blender is, you've got the actual machine that you plug in the wall. You've got the, the pitcher, the lid, and the blade. And for some reason, people take each part and put it in a different part of the house. Oh, <laughs> no. Neurotic. That's the Why? worst form of neurotic. Why? Does that? If you don't know what it is, don't move it. Look, at the time. I'm speaking I, to look, you. I thought it was funny at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good work. Realize. So, so, so get so mad about it the on blend, my podcast. The blender blade was with the crock pot in the Lazy what? Susan. That's a mess. Because someone saw it and said, I don't know what it is. I'll put it down here. The pitcher was like in the upper cat in, in the pantry. The machine, was, the, the, the actual blender base was sitting there, on the, but then I couldn't find the lid anywhere you're, you're because someone saw the lid and said, "I don't know what this goes you're to," so I'll move it. The beginnings of a society—it's the chaos of bringing <laughs> chaos. a bunch of people together without an ordered, law, lawyered system yeah. in place. If you don't Things know labeled, what it is, you know? don't touch it. Will this yeah. is what I get for there's trying a, to help? There's, 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 there's a there's a purple <laughs> quivering mass vibrating on the ground. I'm gonna touch it. No, 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 don't touch Idiot. it. Hey, what's going on with this? How thing? am I gonna know what it is if I don't taste it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and there we go. The beginning of society. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We think. What are you guys doing around here? <laughs> do, you, do you know it's what a star, wild do ride? Guys, Will. Do you guys know what star jelly is? No, no. I almost don't want. So we went outside like a couple days ago, and there was I noticed something on the ground that. It looked like slush. It's 90 degrees outside. It looked like slush. No joke. It looked like, in every possible way, a chunk of like slushy ice, and there was water pooling around it. And I was like, why is there ice on the ground? Where did this come from? I'm looking around. And then I walked over, and then like I, I, I poked it, and it was goo. It was a weird I goo. I saw that. But, but this wasn't it was, there was no animals that had moved by like nothing it, it was our walkway where we're constantly going around and at some point somehow it appeared there and we didn't re- know, know why and I guess there's something called star jelly that people think is like a, it, so it comes cool. from meteorites before, or something yeah. So it was there, and it was in a Ziploc bag, and Andreas was telling me about it. And my default rule is just Ziploc never bag. believe anything that Andreas says Yeah, ever. good rule. Yeah. And you so <laughs> yes. it was like wasn't, yes. to me. <laughs> I, I don't know Andreas that well, yes, but yes. I do know. <laughs> to fact check every you know that kind of <laughs> right. person. He knows the kind of person. And we, lo- yeah. we love Andreas. We love Andreas. But he was like, <laughs> it's in this little plastic bag. And he's like, it, it fell from the clouds, dude. I was like. I was like, sure. you, I was like, you bought silly putty. <laughs> but now, now Tim is is saying he saw a similar thing. So I'm, I'm not I'm saying in, it was star jelly. I no. think that it I'm was. Just saying, if you, right. I'm looking at pictures of it. Is it this white, gooey kind of? Yeah, yeah, star yeah, jelly. Like if that. you don't know what it is, don't touch it or eat it. Because Smart what move. if? What? I'll tell you a funny story, right? So my dad was a firefighter, and he told me this story about how one day they get a call for like a, a tanker spill or something. And the, uh, like one of the, one of the, I guess, fire department employees pulls up in their vehicle and drives through a large puddle with tape around it because they didn't know or care what it was. It was acetone. Oh no. Right. It dissolves plastic. Yeah, it's a corrosive. Oh my gosh. And so they were like, why would you do this? Like, I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. It's like, well, maybe you should stop because (laughs) there's fire trucks here and be like, is something happening? What's going? I guess not. I heard so. I heard a similar story. My sister told me when I was a kid. And reflecting upon it, it sounds like it could be completely made up. But um, I'm going to tell it anyway because it's interesting. But apparently, there were some kids like just driving into piles of leaves in our area. 
because uh, they thought it was fun. And then I guess there was like a homeless dude sleeping in one of the piles. Oh, yeah, and dude. Killed no. him. There was a story yeah. in Illinois where a kid was in the alley and they were, he was in a box. He took a box and he went inside it and then a car drove through the alley and ran it over oh, killing a kid. And so the driver, he got arrested and charged. Yeah. I think it was like negligent homicide or something. Because they were like, don't run over boxes. Oh, gee. Don't well, run over a random true. thing. If you don't know yes. what's in a random thing, don't destroy it. Yeah. My dad said that too. He said he Seems hit. straightforward. My, my dad said he hit a plastic bag that was lying on the road. He's like, there was like a brick in that thing. I almost flattened my tire. Well, and I was like, you got to be careful. When you, you know, see a box, the first thing you do, again, you need to know what it is. The first thing you do is you taste it. You jump up and down on it. It tastes like cardboard. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. says like that, all right, yeah. we got, this is star jelly may be originating from the glands and the oviducts of frogs and toads. Yeah, that's but we, But I was there, this, this was a huge pile. A lot of frogs. And, and it was our walk away by the door. There was no frogs Frog anywhere near. We, we were jumping on the trampoline. Anyway, super chats. <laughs> yeah, really. Ladies and gentlemen, smash that like button. You know, this is uh, uh, we we introed as Shimcast. This and, is Shimcast. Thank you for your and, and Shamus didn't tell anybody to smash the like button. I did. I said specifically, smash the like button, subscribe, send in super chats. This did is you? our debut Shimcast. Of course, I. No, I did not. Say no, it. you didn't. Yeah. I can't lie. I won't lie to you on my own podcast, but <laughs> I will tell you this. We are crushing it with the likes right now. Sick. <laughs> Look at this. We're, we're up to almost 7,000 yeah. likes. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get Shimcast IRL up to 10,000 likes most liked for this episode. episode ever. The most liked episode of Shimcast. We're going to do it tonight. I think, you'd, I think you'd need like fifty or 60,000, to be honest. So you're acknowledging all the previously highlighted episodes were Shimcast. No, I'm saying Shimcast will <laughs> 10, never. 10,000 likes. You heard it here. We're getting 10,000 likes on the Shimcast episode. Won't be our most liked, but we'll give it a shot. Let's it. read these super chats. We got, we got Ethan Simon says, Tim, it's not just inflation. It's immigration, too. Immigration increases the population of the consumer base. More people, more demand, more demand, higher prices. That's a really good point. Especially when we're talking about the slow motion collapse of this country. Not only are Biden's policies driving up gas prices and consumer prices, he also brought in 1.2 million illegal immigrants this mm. year. Mm. That's I'm, insane. I'm, I'll tell you this, mm-hmm. and I always stress this, I love me immigration. I think we're lucky when we get immigrants coming to this country because the smart and talented people and the, and the hard workers come from other countries, but it's got to be a legal process. Mm-hmm. We yes. can't just be like, wander through the desert for 90 miles because then people die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also on top of it, I've said this in the past, it is such ridiculous framing to call somebody anti-immigration or anti-immigrant if they're against illegal immigration. The entire point is we want an apparatus set up so that we know who's coming into the country because you can't just literally let anyone and everyone in at yeah. all times. But if you say that, you're some kind of bigoted neo-Nazi who just is covertly motivated by a hatred towards Hispanic people. That's the only reason you could think there would be any point in vetting people it's, before they, coming into yeah. our country. The media is yeah. sort of... No one in the world is dangerous. They framed it like they're refugees a lot of this time. And I think people have kind of subconsciously believed that they're refugees fleeing mm-hmm. here. That's and a big problem. The Cubans are the refugees. Okay, I, I want to mention this too. Yes, absolutely yeah, they are. They are. I, I want to mention this too because I, I mentioned some uh, immigrants being dangerous. It's not even about dangerous either. Obviously, every nation has a right to regulate the number of people entering the country if it starts to impact the standard of living. And for a the duty, person. not just a right, a duty. Them. A duty. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. All right. Vanessa Stuller says, love it. Shimcast. He who wears Thank the you. suit. That's right. Oh, we got to put the blazer yeah, back on. The, the reason, the reason Tim started reading the super chats and talking about how this was actually uh, some some other podcast is because I wasn't wearing the blazer, true, so it's yeah. back on. Gothic go. Extravaganza says Seamus looks good in a suit. Thank now, if you. only he'd shave that scruff <gasps> off of his face, Don't do it. then he'd more look like a proper elder in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> First of all, the most true church. Uh, why would I? Why? What? Are you kidding me? He's that's baiting that's what they me. Said. He knows <laughs> he's <laughs> baiting me. You know the, the you, one you true got, Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. I'm just Roman Catholic. That is the one true church. And let me tell you. To this super chatter, 
It's first of all, the scruff's not going anywhere. All right, I'm a I'm a disheveled cartoonist. That's, that's the whole thing. I don't want people to like think I clean up nice or anything. Yeah, that's this right. is important. Bryce Wilson says my wife works at an Amazon warehouse in Arizona. She was just told today that all workers have to use gender neutral pronouns at her building. Is there anything she can do to push back? No, and she shouldn't push back. She should accept using gender neutral pronouns. I prefer the word floorbo. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's uh-huh. Tim. I thought you were Z. No, 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 no. No. So, so Florbo is the word we use when we don't want to accidentally misgender somebody. Mm-hmm. Because if you go to a conservative and you're not sure and you try to use, you know, non, non-traditional pronouns, you could offend them. But if you go to a, a, a leftist and use traditional pronouns, you could offend them. What's the one neutral way to do it? Remove yourself from the system entirely and say Florbo is completely gender neutral. And I'm doing it to make sure I never disrespect anybody. But I'm, I mean, if someone is completely wrong, I'm fine with them being offended if I say something that's right. Well, like, I'm you're saying, a he, and that's, you know, that this, person's this, a he, and I'm not going to be gender neutral. This person's in a workplace, mm. and the company says you must use gender neutral pronouns, so but you don't know which pronoun somebody wants, or if they're comfortable, so just say floorbo. Perfect. Mm. Because if they're like, what does that mean? It's just a gender neutral pronoun for everybody. And then, there you go. Problem solved. Will, as a lawyer, what is the legal precedent for this? There, there is, I mean, there's a bizarre interpretation of the Civil Rights Act, I believe it was. The best or some, kind of Or the Equal Protection Act, I think. E- or the Equal Rights, I forget. I, 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 I'm not really, really up on my, uh, my gender law. Oh, so. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, that's not right. Do better. Look, no, right. Next. I try, I tried to like say this yesterday. I, I said that we just don't give Caitlyn Jenner enough credit for being the first woman to win the men's decathlon. I know. Like, it's true. Like, she just doesn't get enough credit. It's really impressive. Agreed. That's because he's a man. Whoa, whoa. Okay, uh, whoa. Where, uh, let's let's read. <laughs> Donald Dixon says, Tim, I can't find a way to join by using my debit card. Is that not an option? Sick of YouTube and want to be a member. All of you are awesome. Lids is amazing. I don't know why that would be an issue. I'm pretty sure you can join if you go to TimCast.com and sign up. That should hmm. be fine. It, maybe there's an, a, an error. I don't know. Is it, is it not? A, I don't, I don't want to be like check your account balance, but check your account balance. Yeah, that's also <laughs> this is important. Um, at the beginning of Shimcast IRL, I said we were not going to be respectful to Lydia anymore, and he said Lydia rocks. <gasps> oh, so. okay. I'm sorry. I I can't accept. Same that. with Ian. We're, you know, yeah, we're, can't you do it? Yeah, Lydia does rock. Exactly. <gasps> no wait. Juan R. Ayala <laughs> says shout out to Seamus. I've been a proud supporter of his work when he was just a smelly libertarian with oh, no thank girlfriend. You. I still got and the lived with his parents. <laughs> Thank Come you so a long much. Way, man. Why do you why do you have to remind people about that chapter in my life? Smelly libertarian. We all we all have the libertarian. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, libertarian right. I, I, you know, everybody's made that huge mistake and then, <laughs> and then just gets over it. Well, let me tell you. Thank you so much for supporting me over these years. That's very nice. And now now I have my own yes, Shimcast right. IRL right. channel with a million subscribers. It's impressive. You've done well. Thank you. Really put in the work. Very there, quick yeah. too. I didn't hear about you before. So the fact that you got yeah. to a million this fast. You literally didn't hear about me till the day you were doing my podcast. Exactly. Unbelievable. Amazing. Even then. Except for the other time we met. Yeah, back, yeah. back when it was Tim right. Yeah. We've Things have gotten better. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> Ryan Berkabile says, I work at a local factory. We are currently 80 short and so desperate we started hiring part-time with flexible hours. Wow. Interesting. Sorta, I can't read your name, says, Urban Secession, make U.S. megacities unincorporated U.S. autonomous territories. Mm. Well, no, I've always said that the best way to deal with California is to let it secede and then occupy it. And then we can strip it of its electoral votes. That would solve, and also maybe just put Peter Thiel in charge. Uh, there's nothing wrong with California that a dictatorial Peter Thiel wouldn't be able to solve. <laughs> Dolly Lance says, my daughter got a new job and gave two weeks at her grocery store. 
the store is short on employees. The manager cried and begged her to still oh, work at the store on her days off from the other job. Wow. That's rough. Just shut her down, man. Just that. That's it. Shut it down. You know, it'd be really interesting. There's like one grocery store within a few miles of here. What would happen if one day people shut up and it was closed? Hmm. And yeah. it said, we have no staff anymore. The store no longer operates. Where will people go? Uber what, Eats, man. What will happen? No, for real. Like, what, 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 no, drive drive 10 minutes more to the Walmart or something, I assume. And then the big business? But, but no, if, if people yeah. are, this, this is a big chain grocery store. Like I'm saying, like what happens if it's we get to the point where they're just like a bunch of them shut down in an area and people have no store to go to to get food? They're, some, gonna, they're, some gonna, they're coming for your chickens. Some mom and yeah, <laughs> or, no, no. Or, or will a mom and Same pop protect those chickens? Will will a mom and pop open a building and say, "Look at this, people are desperate. We're going to make a ton of money," and then order groceries, and have a little store, and then it'll grow again, and then they'll hire people. Maybe. Well, or they, it'll just be small mom and pop stores because they want to work. I don't think we're headed in that direction, though. I think it's no, the exact opposite. It's the giant businesses that are going to dominate the market. But yeah, who wants dro- to work for them? Drone delivery. They'll yeah. But here's the thing. People want to work Amazon. for small. Here's the thing. They get food from Amazon. They own Whole People want to work for small mom and pop shops even less. Even though I think people are generally more ideologically on board with them. They're more comfortable working for small business owners rather than a large conglomerate. They usually can't pay any better. And generally speaking, they don't pay as well. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're not able to provide the same benefits either. Yeah. Right. They can't like compete the, with the big guys. There's definitely benefits to size, especially when it comes yeah. to things like benefits and HR. Yes, 100%. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Dave from Colorado says, my wife and I listen every night. Yesterday was Jessica and my ninth wedding anniversary. Nice. Oh, could, you, you, could you please have everyone wish Jessica a happy anniversary from her loving husband, Dave? Thank you. Happy, happy anniversary, 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 Jessica. Happy anniversary, Jessica. 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 Dave. A, a warm Dave, Dave seems like a wonderful guy. Yeah, he does. Dave, you do. Good for you guys. Yeah. A warm yeah. Shimcast IRL happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. That's right. Yes, correct. It's powerful. Adam Lee says, after 1,000 shout-outs for plumbers, I had to say thanks for recognizing plumbers and construction workers in general. A lot of us have been working this entire pandemic and are treated as though we do not know the risk. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, when the plumbers, when, when there's a plumber shortage, people are going to revolt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you. Fast. That's yep. one of those things that you don't that you think about very much until you need a plumber. Yep. And yep. Then you're oh, yeah. really glad that they will <laughs> take your money to do the we, job. So people who come to this house don't understand what a septic system is. And I think anybody who has a septic system understands what it means when people come to your house and don't know what a septic yeah, s- system is. So we had one day where we woke up and the downstairs started flooding because people don't understand you can't put stuff in toilets. And I'm like, how do we get a septic person out here literally right now? And you can't. Mm-hmm. You're calling, you're calling, you're calling, and they're like, we can be there tomorrow or the next day. We're scheduled, we're booked. And it's like, wow. So he made When you it. need one, you need one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then everything got taken care of, and it wasn't that bad. It was fortunate, fortunate for us, it was just water backing up. So it was just like kind of. Uh, Could have been man. worse. It, yeah. like, a mattress got destroyed. Fortunately uh, for us, it was just water backing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Meet yep. the parents? What? You ever see Meet the Parents? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember it. But he, I left, don't. he left the, the toilet running, and so oh, it no. flooded the septic system. Mm. And, oh, yeah. Yep. All right, let's see. Christopher Antonia says, In Canada, we use paper ballots, parties and volunteers to monitor the count, and everyone is cooperative, cordial, and transparent. A winner is normally declared on election night, but our up-and-coming election will have mail-in ballots. Thanks, Trudeau. Mm. You know, assuming that it's transparent is kind of dangerous. Cause True. If, if you don't get to watch the entire process, then that's not. I, I, I just don't think we need mail-in ballots. I think I think you should have to be like absent duty military or like show an excuse Agreed. as to why you can't. That's pretty racist. But 
<laughs> All right. Christopher Knowles says, we are mammals. Different survival requirements produce different levels of consciousness. It's a sliding scale. Random acts of kindness exist in our species. Why? It shouldn't be advantageous to give away our own advantage to others, but it is. Why, if not free will? Mm. Because humans are social animals, and providing for each other guarantees the survival of the, of the greater community. They did studies on rats and found rats are also uh, uh, empathetic. They, they had a, 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 a rat in this tight little tube that it couldn't get out of, and it was screaming. Oh. And they put another rat inside and gave the rat outside food. The rat outside <clears throat> would release the rat trapped and then share its food with it. But what we haven't considered is maybe those rats were standing in solidarity against their human captors. You know, if two, if two aliens came and, and locked you and if aliens came and locked you in another human in some kind of maze that you could free them from, you'd probably be more likely to help that person than you would if you just saw them on the streets. There's a really funny. Now there's a common enemy. Right. You don't yeah. touch something if you don't know what it is. There's a really right. funny I mean, far side comic mm-hmm. where it's a, 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 a there's two aliens looking at a terrarium where a guy is cowering and there's a grizzly bear screaming, you know, like Rah! over him. And then the aliens like Dave, you put incompatible species in the same terrarium. <laughs> that would that would suck, right? That's what happens. All right, Jesse Meeks says, "I love how even when you all have differing opinions, uh, differing options, you're each able to present a coherent argument and remain civil." I miss that. You should reach out to Liberty Doll. She's a professional counselor, libertarian, and gun enthusiast. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if he just singled someone? I was like, "You're all re- except Seamus. He's, He's an idiot." The worst. Right. <laughs> By the way, Ian. <laughs> Power to the people, Shane. This is, this is what the establishment fears most. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Ian Leist fist bumps. says, yeah. Ian should read The Fatal Conceit by Hayek. His thoughts would be immensely interesting. Mm. Interesting. Write that down. Yeah. Write, write that down. Write that down. The eh. last of my you're kind. Not, you're not a you Hayek fan? Eh. He's, he's obtuse. What's the... Uh, <laughs> like, what's he's the, just... I, I don't know. I, I find... I thought Milton Friedman's way better. I thought Rothbard's way better. I thought Hayek was... Hayek had some insights, but I definitely found yeah, some I mean, Hayek pros to be just yeah, I mean, unreadable. But he, he put the Austrian school on the map with the boom and bust. Sure, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The Austrians get one thing right, and then they think they got everything right. That's I think, well, and also there's a lot they get from the Solomankins as well. That, 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 I shouldn't say get from them, but that was discovered prior to. I just, I just look at people like people Peter Schiff, who like made a really bad prediction about the value of the dollar and lost mm. two thirds of his client's capital in the. Wow. Oh wow! Did you know that? <laughs> I like he's no, gonna happened. sue you, and you're, you're gonna be sued. For, I'm just kidding. Okay, but, uh, he, he can try. Uh, but, what happened? Uh, uh, Basically, he was betting on super. He was betting on against the dollar and on inflation in the aftermath of the housing uh, housing crisis, and he got the housing crisis part right. He just was betting all the spending was going to lead to serious inflation, but Uh, didn't account for the fact that the massive debt collapse was incredibly deflationary and kind of outweighed it. So the dollar got stronger, and that bet was like a big chunk of the portfolio. So that's my understanding of what happened. The opposite Uh, of the big short. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he 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 managed to get the housing crisis part right and still lose money, which is. The last of my kind says, "Howdy, Seamus cast and uh, cast crew. Today is thirty first birthday, and I'm walking with a cane because I jumped off my truck and rolled my ankle. Thirty one never felt so good. Ouch! Let's tell thirty one year old thirty one year olds usually walk with a cane. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I'm feeling. You need to get some. You you sound like my fiance, who constantly tells me how old I am. (laughs) How old are you, Will? I'm thirty six. No, thirty five. Sorry, I'm about to turn thirty (laughs) six. I forgot. I forgot. I'm so old. I forgot my own age. But thank you. For the, for Luke Rudkowski says, <laughs> what's Dilbert doing on the show, and how are you treating my parking lot? Uh, thanks, Luke. Does Luke yeah. call you Dilbert? Yeah, that was like Luke's original nickname for me. Like we, When we met back, all the way back in the, at the Airbnb in yeah. Berkeley. Um, yeah, he's some, for some reason he started calling me Dilbert. 
What a jerk. Because I wear glasses. Oh, he wants to hang out and with I you. I have blonde hair. Yeah. We did a show recently. He's, just, he's really self-conscious, and he wants you to think that he's cool. So he's trying to like show you that he's, he's confident. Oh, I, I, I absolutely <laughs> will vouch for Luke Rutkowski's coolness. He's a, he's a wonderfully <laughs> cool person. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's, up in, he's, he's up in New Hampshire at the Free State Project stuff. Oh, yeah. He's teaching people like self-defense and tactical defense training and stuff. Check out Luke Rutkowski's Instagram. We are yeah. change. Fun yep. stuff. Follow Luke Rudkowski on on uh, YouTube and and Spotify. Is he on Spotify yet? Nah, I don't think. Luke, so. you got to start know. a podcast, bro. Yeah, but man. Is this I mean, Rudkowski cast now? Seamus, you lost your show. Now, hold cast. on, no, this is still Shimcast IRL, but we have a high degree of love and reverence for Luke. Rudkowski cast wouldn't fit in the YouTube. Uh, That's kind of long. Title. Yeah. Yeah. Rudkowski How would you even? Rudkowski cast. Rudkowski. There you go. It's Or you can all just tweet to Luke how much you you love him, and you're puking because he's not on the show and he's he's vanished. That's right. I want Luke back on. Shimcast. I've said it once. I'll say it again. That's right. Shimcast. He's the man. <coughs> he got good aim. Oh, yeah. Oh, Was yeah. that too loud? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> thanks, Ian. Yeah, Mike, Mike play as an art. There you go. Jonathan McClea says, hey, Tim, thanks for inspiring me to get back into podcasting again. Check out the Swamp Creatures podcast, where us Florida men drink and talk about the news every Friday. We are not PG or PC. I like that. Do you commit like crimes name. on the podcast <laughs> like many Florida men, Florida men do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, if so, I am intrigued. Well, I need. I got to ask you a question. Sure. From my understanding, the reason that Florida seems so crazy is because they have different sunshine laws. Is this correct? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, and I was born there, but <laughs> I, I left. Yeah, no. no you born, left, left when I was two. So, uh, okay. what are sunshine laws? So, I, from my understanding, this is where if you commit a crime, that that information is more accessible to the general public, so they're more more able I, to talk about I, what goes on there. I'm I have sure. no idea. That might that might make it easier to run various Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts about the various crimes. For m- sure, the men of Florida. Commit. Yes, mm. Florida man, legendary. <laughs> All right, let's see. What we got. Olympic, I can't read that name. If Hollywood made a movie about this election showing Biden, uh, okay, I'm, I just we're gonna move on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Good super chat, though. Good there super you go. Chat. Thank you. Thank thanks, you. thanks for the thanks for the money. Thanks Australia for the is not real. Just ask a flat earther. Says Shimcast IRL rocks. Yes, that's no, true. And thank you. Both of those statements are accurate. <laughs> All right, Master Matthew says saw the stream on the Freedom Phone. Tech being easy for everyone contradicts your position on being responsible. If you're afraid of being spied on, know your tech. Check out Pineapple and Linux, by the way. No, it doesn't contradict me at all. I would love it if we streamlined the process for which people could be responsible by bringing things down to earth. If somebody wants to learn how to start a fire, I'm not going to be like, if you don't use sticks, you're not responsible. I'll say, get some fire steel. It's a modern technology. I mean, you should learn how to start a fire with nothing but sticks. But it's also substantially more responsible to be like, I have fire steel. You ever see that stuff? It's cool. You go, do the sparks fly out? Was it magnesium and flint? I think it's just magnesium. I think it's just magic. Just, yeah, oh, yeah. Magic. That's right. You yeah, can also take like cotton and stuff it in like a, a tight <gasps> jar and then heat it up so it like get really hot without oxygen and then it becomes this. How do you heat it up? On a fire. Like you put it over heat. Oh, so you have to already have a fire. Yeah, you have to already have that fire. What is that? And what does that do? It's portable and then it, it's super flammable. You can start a fire with it really easy. Oh, if you like heat the cotton up uh, without don't burn it, it turns black. Is this survival skills day? Is this really Luke Rudkowski cast? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened there. <laughs> that's right. Gears. What's happening? Shim, <laughs> you're losing. What's happening? No, this is Shimcast. <laughs> I think they should uh, teach. They should teach kids code. I mean, at this at this stage of the game, teach them survival. Little kids skills. should be learning that in second grade like a language. My brother 
did. Tate Story says a big promise Larry Elder made to the Sacramento Bee was to significantly reduce homelessness. Do you think it's possible to really change the situation in California? I absolutely do. Oh, yeah. You just, you jail. <laughs> no, that won't work. No, sorry. I, uh, I just California. like saying jail is the solution yeah. to all these problems. Um, <laughs> right? Right like, to jail. Right to jail. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, everything they're doing isn't solving the problem. And the best thing they've offered up is like, how about we build houses and put them in it? I'm like, mm. that won't solve the problem either. Um, it's a mental health crisis. Imagine living in California and being like, we're just this. We're just one more left wing policy away from getting this right. <laughs> like, we're going to oh have God. the progressive utopia. <laughs> Skid Row what? is so bad. Yeah. Have you been to Skid Row? Anybody? Bro, bro, yeah, I used to go down there. It's, it's, yes, and, and it's not people. Skid Row anymore. It's the whole city. Yes, yeah, Skid City. Skid city. It's Skid City. Whoa. No joke. Yeah, I've, I, I, it's, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anybody go there. I used like, to hang out down out there and pass out water bottles and talk to people. Mm. Try to get it. I was thinking for a time, like 2007, I would start interviewing people and like show their stories to the world, but pe- they didn't want to do interviews for the most part. Yeah. Their stories wouldn't be that interesting. Yeah. You the catch the, part. like the random, like homeless dude that gets a viral video and then he makes a name for himself, makes money, gets clean cut, gets a career. And it's mm. like, I want that. I want to help people do that. But they weren't in the mind state for they it. They don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Not those guys that I met. All right, let's see what we got. Ricky L. Hendricks says, When I became my mother's legal guardian, she lost her right to vote. At first, she could reason, but later on, couldn't. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. All right. Fetty says, Tim, you should look into Cardano's blockchain as a solution to land ownership. It's already being talked about for the future governance, uh, for the future governance update. Interesting. I do have some Cardano. I'm interested to see where they go. It's, it's interesting, you know, uh, Max Kaiser is a Bitcoin maximalist. He's like, Bitcoin is the best. Everything else is trash. And I'm like, Bitcoin is the best. And I think crypt- other cryptos, you know, are typically just like investing in a company's project. I, I don't know why you're trying to like over. We, we actually have a very good system in the United States for like land title. Like we have a recorder and it's the government does it. And they actually do a really good job of this particular job. You know, it's one of the things we have in like places in Africa don't. And it's a huge problem when they don't have good title. Um, mm-hmm. So and it's not clear like what property belongs to whom, uh, and you have constant little disputes. People don't invest their property. Like, yeah, we we we've solved this problem. I don't know why you guys want to try and unsolve it and then solve it again on the blockchain. Like there are people who are chill. like blockchain, and you're like for what? Because but like, why? Okay. But why? What if we did McDonald's on the blockchain? Oh, what if? Like what does that mean? Like <laughs> you could order on the blockchain. <laughs> why would you need to? Like you can do marriage law on the blockchain. <laughs> but you can do your vows. <laughs> Via the hash and, and it'll be f- no IPFS. <laughs> That's another interplanetary file system. I'm a conservative. That wasn't clear. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> All right, Aaron M says, going back to yesterday's stream about Asians and family, China <clears throat> had forms of polygamy until the mid 20th century. Even in Hong Kong, my home, men are considered just being men if they have mistresses and wives. Just don't get caught. Hmm. Oh well, there you go. Alexander Scarpecci says, yes, Florida is very transparent with criminal records. Criminal records are all available online through the county clerk website. Aha. I knew it. Michael Bird says, would you rather be trapped in the Matrix or Lord of the Rings universe? Would you rather have to write everything you say out by hand or only be able to speak in rhymes? <laughs> what? Matrix what? universe or Lord of the Rings? So Matrix, well, there's two possibilities, right? Exactly. It's the Matrix. There's two Matrix, you know, yep. ma- in the Matrix or outside of it. Right. I'd choose in the Matrix over the Lord of the Rings universe for sure. Uh, Lord of the Rings had a lot 
is is more old timey, which mm. means a lot less modern convenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. They have like magic and stuff. It sounds fun. Would you rather be red pilled in the Matrix universe or in the Lord of the Rings universe? <laughs> what does that mean? Wait, what is being universe? red pilled in Lord <laughs> of the Rings, bro? Sauron no, no, was right. Red pilled in the Matrix. <laughs> I, I was. It was a leading question. Well, uh, Sauron did nothing wrong. <laughs> All right, the truth came out. The two towers did not. And, and to be honest, oh, you, know, you, you know what really gets me? Elrond could have stopped uh, Azildur. Yes, yeah, he's he standing right there. Because what happened when Frodo and Sam were in were in Mount Doom? It was Mount Doom, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah burn he's ring. like, why don't you do it? And Frodo's like, no. But then it's, it's Gollum who comes. Hold on, don't comes. spoil it for those who haven't seen yeah. it. Oh and it's Gollum gosh. who comes and they fight. <laughs> yeah. Gollum did what Elrond couldn't. Now, granted, he wanted the ring for himself. But it's a, that scene where he's like, cast it into the fire. Is he alone? And he walks away. It's like, dude, just walk up and just push him in. Like, I, but I also think he was already walking away from him. And he could just put the ring on and go invisible. And he, there's nothing he could do. I think I'd rather... Be in the, in the matrix. Ma- I say matrix, but then it's like you have robots trying to kill you all the time, and that's terrifying. Well, no, I just you live, just in, terror. live in the matrix and be fine with that, right? That's like, too well, I'm no, assuming you're, you're unplugged at that point. Ian, you're oh, in the matrix I don't want to be. I don't want to be unplugged in the matrix. That sounds terrible. Sounds terrible. <laughs> like, you pick Lord of the Rings. You so you would rather not know. Yeah, like you'd what, rather not know the we nature got of reality beat by the robots. Just like, shaking his that head sucks. I guess Lord of the I, Rings. I'd rather be living in the reality they created for me. How nice of them, Lord of the Rings. No, it's not nice of them. Lord of the Rings is the correct answer. Absolutely. Because I know that if I had the One Ring, I would That's be able right. to wield it. Of course. That's true. Of course. It would, would be a be the gift. Guy. But what if you were just some cheap peasant, like in, in some hamlet in Lord of the Rings? If I saw that ring, I'd be like, I'm the I'm the one who can actually wield that. Mm-hmm. I know. Of course. Right. You'd be the one that would finally be able to handle it. I mean, it's it. obvious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I don't I don't care what, you know, uh, what, you know, Sauron or That's whatever. It's actually true. I think Tim could. I think Tim yeah, could. He's Frodo, right. dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one can handle it, but no, if someone Frodo was might not be able, able to handle, to handle it. it. No, Frodo was Give not it to able him. To Only Tim. It. Don't yeah, compare yeah. Tim to Frodo. And, 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 and why shouldn't I have it? That's right. <laughs> I think I misspoke. <laughs> Don't give him the ring. I would not want the ring. ring. That thing is cursed. It's uh, what is the ring in modern like metaphor? Is it the power of power. internet video? I was trying to think of that. I don't think that's what Tolkien had in mind. Because yeah. like, you could make a video, if you're famous enough on YouTube, and tell a million people to do something, and they would do it. I think it's the moderation power. That's what I yeah. think the ring is. Mm. I think I think it would be like what YouTube and Twitter, you know, mm. they have the seven rings. Right. And we need to cast them into the fire by making True. platform access to civil oh, rights. Yep. Snap, look at that. Boom. Circle's complete. Cast it into the fire. Just follow us at Timcast IRL. Smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show with your friends. And go to TimCast.com for the exclusive members-only segment, Shoot. which will be coming up usually around 11 or so p.m. every night. And you can follow me personally at TimCast. You guys want to, Will, you want to mention Yeah. That? Uh, Will Chamberlain on Twitter and Facebook. And also, we started the Will Chamberlain Show. We're on episode oh, three. Good for you. Very 2 cool. p.m. every day. I'm doing about 45 minutes going through the news, half hour of, you know, just me talking, and then 15 minutes of going through chats on, on – cool. I use StreamYard so I get, you know, all the different platforms we're currently using. But if you are interested in what I'm saying and enjoy it, then tune in 2 p.m. Are you allowed to give legal advice if people super chat you? No. Nah. Uh, and I wouldn't want to because I'd then be liable for malpractice. Exactly. Dude, every, so. mm-hmm. every single time I ask one of my lawyer friends a question, they're like, this is not legal advice, <laughs> but. Right. You are not my client. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on YouTube? Yep. Monday through Friday. Yep. It's on YouTube. Nice. Right awesome. on. Yeah. 
Shimcast IRL. Yeah, so I have a second channel. I have a a channel called Freedom Tunes where I make (laughs) animations. And we're going to be releasing one tomorrow that I think should be pretty funny, dealing with uh, old Governor Cuomo, who we didn't really get into here. But I think it'll be a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But not the one I wanted to do. No, well, we'll see. We'll talk about it. The one, we'll the see. one that I want to do with Seamus is, is too is, dark. It's not funny. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll do it. Someday. It's just because oh, Cuomo okay. killed all those people. We we like <laughs> brainstormed a session where it's you would be like Seamus. I wanted to laugh and you made me cry. You know, like or not cry. Yeah, we. Um, I can upload it. Hey, if you're do- Patreon.com/slash Freedom Tunes, we'll upload the footage of that Tim and I improving a different Cuomo video. That no, I never think made. we need to make it. I want, maybe I, 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 I want. There's no words. Okay, well, if you go to shimcast.com, maybe That's we'll put it up. Someone's going to buy it. Someone just bought it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. Shimcast IRL is this. So I want to thank you for watching Shimcast, my mm. podcast. Please, let's see if we got up to 10,000 likes. We did. Um, good. We did. Good. So Ooh. this is... Epic hype, man. And the, you're not getting any of the super chats. Not the best ranked episode. <laughs> well, that's a little messed up. It's literally my <laughs> podcast. Um, but thank it's you guys for coming on my show. Yeah, Freedom Tunes. Freedom Tunes. Releasing a video tomorrow. Go over there. Subscribe. Check us out at Patreon.com slash freedom tunes and i'm on twitter at seamus underscore coglin very easy to spell thank mm-hmm. you thank you for having me seamus yeah always thank you, man. really fun Lu- um, very I'm grateful definitely gonna have opportunity. of course will yeah anytime yeah. anytime yeah. Hey, the door's always open you, you were gonna say <laughs> your youtube channel name for your show what oh is yeah it? it's a uh, youtube.com slash human events i'm currently doing it on the human ah, events channel nice so all right. human events you know me you love me just kidding. That's it. No. no. <laughs> yes, everyone hates you. I can't decide what you love. People love uh, Yeah, hit me up. Ian Crossland. That's right. Peace. You guys should listen to Will's podcast because I used to listen to his live streams about lawyer stuff, and I found them very interesting and educational because not many people know a lot about law, but he went to school for that. So you guys can follow me at Sour Patch Lids yes. on Twitter as I continue my pursuit of Sour Patch Kids and follower count. We're going to talk about a bunch of spicy stuff now that Ooh. YouTube doesn't allow us to talk about because they're jerks and they're scared. So go to TimCast.com, be a member, and we will see you all there. Bye, guys. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.